Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast featuring Cold Eastwood, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the XNC Podcast live. How you doing? This is Cold Eastwood. This is episode number 45 of the Xbox Newscast podcast. And I love doing the show because I get to hang out with some great friends who've got some... <laughs> we were we were backstage as it is. We're getting ready for an amazing show. News is going crazy in so many different ways. I got to welcome to the show back again, Kid Smooth. How you doing, buddy? Yes, I'm back and I got my X and C shirt. So here we go. Right on. Wow, yes. like, awesome. Thanks for having me back, Coat. Happy to be here. Monday morning. I had a rough day at work. So uh we're gonna have we're gonna have some fun uh this evening. So yeah, this is the way to do it, you know. Uh, that's how you kind of get rid of all the the work crap that's going on. The kid and I were playing Elden Ring the other night. We did like an hour co-op session, and we were just absolutely stomping the enemies, and uh that was a pretty good time. Thanks for doing that with me. Oh no 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 no! Thank you, because <laughs> uh, well, how many did we? How much did we do? Just the the the, the tall witch looking thing, right? Yeah, we did. Like we took care of like a whole portion of a map, kind of. Yeah. Um, because we were in party chat, uh, guys who were watching here, um, and I and I said I'm in this area where these like these creepy women in dresses, like peasant dresses, singing. He goes, "Are you are you in the same place I am?" And he's like, "Join my game." And so we we did that for about an hour. But thank you, kid. Another really good friend of mine that uh, I love talking to you on Xbox, and he's amazing, and he's always got the good takes. Forte, how you doing? I'll just call you Forte, the un- the <laughs> non formal version. The non formal version. No, man, it's been good, man. It's um just I literally not even fifteen minutes ago got home from work, and I was like, yeah, let's get let's get this going uh, because um it's it's going to be a great show today, and I'm I'm happy to be here, man, as always. Awesome. Well, I've been seeing you've been playing Destiny 2, but what else have you been playing? What, what do you Ring. recommend to the... I, ju- I just started Elder Ring. Um, see, you started. I, I, yeah, I literally just started. There was no way I was going to allow uh, Elder Ring to take away from my first month of playing Destiny. And now that I finished everything that I need to do right now, I can jump in on Elder Ring. So I just started two days ago. Um, I have and a you beat of- it already? No, I'm not Randall Thor. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mr. 66 hours and got every achievement in the game already. Yeah, uh-huh. That ain't me. That ain't me. So I'm, I'm doing that. But the funny thing is, I was moving my, I was switching, moving my game setup around. And I moved my PlayStation to the main TV out on the other side of the room. And I was installing updates on it. And Ghost of Tsushima was installed. And I said, you know what? I need to, I need to start this game. Mm-hmm. So I started watching it and I saw the cutscenes and I was like, oh man. And then I started playing it and I ended up playing like four hours of it on a night that I was like not gonna do anything. I was up to like 3 30 in the morning having to work at oh. nine at seven o'clock in the morning for an inventory. So I'm actually playing that and I'm really enjoying that. I mean, the 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 gift and the curse of destiny is you play that so much, you like overlook so many games throughout the course of uh, a generation. So being able to experience uh-huh. some of these games that I haven't played yet, like Ghost of Tsushima and, you know, finally getting into Elden Ring, it's going to be a fun 2022, man. So that's what I've been doing as of late. Oh, and Tunic. Tunic. That's, that's Oh, such yeah. A, Tunic's such yeah. a good game, too. Been playing that, too. Yeah, I've been playing that one, too. It's kind of tough to play. I've been playing Elden Ring and Tunic, and then I'm like, I just need something fun. So I've been playing Tiny Tina's Wonderland, which is better than Borderlands 3 because it shakes up some of the formula. Yeah. Uh, and it's just fun. It's just kind of a cool little game. And after the darkness of Elden Ring, uh, I've got like 80 hours, some mm-hmm. 80 hours in the game. Uh, yeah, that's so crazy. Uh, I love, yeah, there's so many games. I, when you talk about Destiny, I've lost so many friends to Destiny. Where it's, they're in that corner playing Destiny with their <laughs> little corner. group. And you never hear from them again, right? <laughs> hey, man, shout out shout out to um, the, 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 the crew, man. You know, that's how it usually is. But um but yeah, the one thing I do like about Tiny Tina is the fact that since it's like uh, it's Tina's imagination playing on a board game, mm-hmm. the classes are completely switched up. Like there's no like normal class setups like they had in like Borderlands 2, 3, pre-sequel and stuff like that. These are all made up classes. And I thought that was like an actual really good twist on the game. So when you're playing, yeah. you get a whole refresh of what Borderlands technically could be. You kind of change your character into like your, a random build as you go along. Exactly, I love Instead it. Instead of being a set guy with two guns or a guy with a turret, kid. If you are, are you even interested in Tiny Tina's Wonderland? Uh, I am interested. I just didn't uh, buy it um, yet. Uh, it's a game I've been looking at. I was I was holding out, hoping that it would become on Game Pass. But I don't know. It's 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 sixty nine ninety nine, dude. If it was fifty nine ninety nine, I probably would have done it. But I've been disciplining myself this year. Started last year, and and when I say disciplining myself, mean being playing, a, play a game, focus on that game, get through that game, and then move on uh, to the next one. I figure if I do that method, by the time I get to a game that I want, it might be on sale <laughs> or it oh, might yeah, just probably. go in a game pass. So Tiny Tina and actually WWE 2K were like the two games I, I really wanted to do but they both i was just i just forgot like oh damn these are 70 bucks each um but okay. no, man. I, so you would have bought them at, gotta, you would have bought them at 60 smooth i would have bought at least one of them okay yeah okay okay i'm sorry the 60 dollar <laughs> price tag would have just what it would have done is it would have enticed you more enticed me to just at least buy one of them even though i probably wouldn't have played it immediately i would have like all right let me just download this right at 70 dollars, i could be like i could wait let me finish the game that i I know well, it's just 10 bucks, well, but then- well, we already know what's going to come from the first part of this podcast. Everybody's going to say, Man, it's Kiss Move said he need every game to be in Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't buy oh. games no more. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much, I'm just telling you what the hot take on Twitter is going to yeah. be in the next 24 hours. 
So if I'm if it's a highly anticipated game that I'm, that I'm like, yo, I got to play this in the seventy dollars. That's one thing. If it's a game that I'm somewhat interested, like I want to play in the seventy dollars, I can think about it. I can yeah, think well, about here's it. the problem with that. Um, here's the problem when you when you're in the middle of a game, and you're trying to get your money and your time's worth out of it, and you feel like, oh, I want to buy that new one. What you end up doing is you kind of waste your money on both games because yeah. I've done it before. Yeah. I, the one I'm in right now. I kind of neglect it and then I jump into the new one and then I feel like, Oh, I got to get back. And then I kind of end up wasting my money on the day one purchase. I got to tell a quick story uh, before we get rolling here. Let's go. I, I did not know. All right. I'm going to fraudulent myself here. I did not know that tiny Tina's Xbox series X version was $70. I did not know that there was a next gen only version I did not know that 2K did what they always do. I don't know what I was thinking, but here's what happened. I pre-installed the game on the app, sat down to play the game with Dealer Gaming. We were all ready for the first night of the game, and I couldn't launch the game. I kept saying, you don't own this. You don't own this. I'm like, yes, I did. I bought it. I kept launching it. It wouldn't work. I reset my – all this mess, right? So then Dealer's like, well, what version did you get? I'm like, I got the regular version. I don't want the bonus version. He goes, there's the next-gen version. I'm like, I looked at the other version. It says, like, extra Tiny Tina pack. Yeah, the one that's called Next Level Edition is obviously only for next generation. So here's the real stinger, guys. If you want, if you ever want to make fun of me, hold on to this one in your pocket. I bought the game for 60 bucks. It looks like garbage, the Xbox One version. <laughs> Performance one's at 60 it looks horrid. Like you guys forget how great it is to have a PS5 and Series X when you're talking about like on your big TV. I turned around and had to buy that game again for 70 bucks. I spent 150 on this book. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no upgrade path? There's no $10 upgrade fee. Hold on. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. All right. No, but I, um, oh, okay. Man. I love the game. Right. So, uh, uh, no $10 upgrade fee. I had to buy the game again. So dealer's like, no, just like you've only played it in an hour. Just get a refund. And Xbox is super cool with the refund. I'm like, yeah. So I went in and did the refund. Wake up the next morning, grab my phone. Refund denied. I'm like. <laughs> so, <laughs> really? They Welcome to the XCC podcast. I'm, my name's Cold Eastwood. I'm a fraud. I paid way too much for this game. I'm absolutely loving it. It's so fun. I've played with uh, a bunch of different friends. Play with Dealer and Underachiever and uh, KY Bob. Uh, so, yeah, hit, hit me up if you want to play the game. I got to give a shout-out to uh, over almost 300 people watching. I got to give a shout-out to my Patreons and channel veterans. Ricky Fallon, Zinner White, Poochie, Wolf Assassin, DeBlue, Devario, 2 Gaming, Fault Lines, Wreak Havoc, Rodney Coots, Gaz, Dark CMF, Betamax, Dante Moody, Alex Wilson, Lord Starkiller, Robert Jackson, Gamer McFly, Assassin Lupa, Nanopolymus, Suicide King, Odani Kazada, Phil, KY Bob, William Lanza and Matt Burns. Thank you so much for supporting the show and making it amazing. I got to say again, because we were ranting, I'm here with Kid Smooth of Planet Xbox and of DSP Podcast down here, wherever I'm pointing. Forte, Gaming Forte. Forte is amazing. Kid Smooth is awesome. I can't wait to get into the subjects. We're going to talk about uh, Xbox is like big victories. Some things that Xbox is saying about their studios and the games they're working on. But we got to start off the conversation with the hottest topic ever that is normally not in a gaming podcast. I'll start with Kid Smooth. Kid Smooth, what happened last night? Uh, um, wow, you're talking to the yeah, the Oscars, dude. That's what we're talking about, right? The Oscars, right? Yeah, let's do it. All right, all right. So, yeah, 
Um, I'll tell you uh, how I it came across my attention, right? Um, I don't watch the Oscars because I think they're boring, right? You know, it's the reason why they bought Chris Rock to host to a couple years ago because just to liven it up a little bit. Um, so I knew it was on, um, and whatnot. And so I was like, you know, I'll just check to see who won what on Twitter and whatnot. And I, I saw like Will Smith, um, something about Will Smith or something like that. And somebody asking, was this real? And I'm like, I'm like, real? And I, and I looked at it and I watched it. I'm like, huh? And I was like, no, nah, I ain't real. He's smiling and stuff like that. And then I started to get like all the uncut versions, right? The freaking, um, because like, I guess if you were watching it live, the audio cuts out of like, of the discussions and stuff like that. Now, because I was like, every clip, I was like, why is it, why is it, they keep blanking out? They, so who's cussing? And so a Chinese link come in and you get the raw, you hear him saying, and I'm like, and I'm like, I felt so uncomfortable because Will Smith is like my favorite actor. And Chris Rock is like one of my favorite comedians. Like I, I, I love these guys both. Like, so it just seemed so weird that that ha- happened that, out of all places, it, it just it's ah man. I I seen all the memes, and there's all sorts of me like uh, I got one little fight. My mama got scared. She said like I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and, like I've seen, like I was just, I'm, I'm, it's it's still a bother because the thing is is that. I, I root for Will Smith. You know what I mean. This is his first Oscar, and this is how it like happens. Like, oh, it is his yes, first his first Oscar. Yeah, like first his, Oscar. his actual win. Like, you know what I mean. But um, and, and the thing is, I feel bad for Chris Rock because it's like Chris Rock is like you know he's in the middle of the joke. You see him's coming, and the thing is, Chris Rock the way he's standing, his head is out first, so it's like you know, yeah, <laughs> you got a like... free cheek. Like, and I'm like, oh no. So when that happened, it just like, he was a. I liked how. I, did Chris like because he had his hands by his back? Did yeah, he I mean, lean the, forward like I think he's going to give me a punch, thinking he wouldn't really do it or what? No, he, he tap on the chest. I something. thought he, yeah, I thought he figured like he didn't think. I don't think it was clear he didn't think anything violent was going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it did, and and, and Chris wasn't the same for the rest of the thing. He just, but if if it was any other person. Like, cause there's other comedians like could have said the same thing. I'm just curious to see if Will Smith would have done the same thing, because I mean, I I think of a person like uh, Eddie Griffin. I think Griffith. I think of a person like um, uh, who, who else that uh, 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 even a Nick Cannon or a freaking um, uh, 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 <laughs> a Mike Epps or something like that. You know what I mean? Would 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 the would the rock i don't know would this be the same like you know what i mean but terry cruz i don't know terry cruz is pretty soft so i don't know but um i don't know man it was it was i thought it was i thought it was funny but didn't get it didn't turn sad <laughs> so but yeah my reaction was like i can't believe this happened it, it was so shocking that it went beyond just hollywood it went to it was on espn freaking uh fs1 skipping shannon is debating on it like you know mm-hmm. what i mean like all these different personalities who typically wouldn't care about stuff like this you know has a take on it i actually had to upload a video to my apples and oranges channel and i ain't do a video on that channel in a year <laughs> to, uh, to to talk about it uh with my wife but i, I want to know you guys is uh, a take on it because like once that was it it was just all i could see was just things and then we all saw the like the memes people made out of PlayStation and Xbox using that same stance, but 
Uh, Forte, like, uh, <laughs> Forte had a couple great comments before we went live. And I'm like, save for the show. It's, that's gold. Oh, um, so you saw this thing this morning. Oh, I saw it last night. Oh, you saw it last night. Okay. I was in a party with Cog- I was Shout out to the Lord Cognito. I was in a party with him. <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> my wife screams down the steps like, Will Swift just smacked the hell out of Chris Rock. I was like, what? And I'm not paying attention to it. I'm like, oh, Will Smith did something to Chris Rock. I'm like, I'm still playing the game. And then Cognito's talking about it. And I'm like, what's going on? So I go to Twitter and I see it going across the timeline. And I'm just like, smooth. I'm seeing the edited version. Like, is that real? You know, and then all of a sudden you start seeing like the raw footage. And I'm like, yo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo. So my thoughts on it. It's let's be for real. It was wrong. Will Smith <laughs> was wrong for go up there and basically disrespect for that, disrespect that man on stage like that live on TV. He was wrong for doing it. But so, but I, I said Forte. But, I got to throw this in here. I said, well, at least it wasn't the fist. You guys both disagree with me on that one. Speaking no, no. Because yeah, I'd yeah. rather be hitting the listen. I'd rather be hit with a fist than slapped across the face. Those are yeah. two different things. Yeah. Two different things. Like yeah. somebody, that's like, like, listen. If you ever get, if you ever listen to two people arguing with each yes. other in an altercation, yeah. it's never. I'm gonna punch you in the mouth. No, yeah. I'm gonna knock. <laughs> the, I'm gonna slap the slap, the slap out, out of you. <laughs> that the word slap is always the thing that you ain't gonna do nothing to me. It's like, dog, you slapping somebody. It's like open hand is like the most disrespectful thing in the world. Why do you think my co-host slow mo backslap? got an icon of the word backslap and not punch because it's disrespectful so so like my mom hit me across the rear end with a wooden spoon right so but it's it's just like when i saw it i was like man it's it's wrong it was super wrong let's get it straight it was wrong that he did it it was wrong that he did it Mm -hmm. but i ain't gonna lie that i didn't laugh my butt off because i knew sooner or later this was gonna happen sooner or later somebody was gonna say a joke to somebody that Mm -hmm. they don't go too well and they gonna walk up on the stage and knock the crap out of somebody and the thing that was funny to me was the fact that it was will smith that did it Cause I, cause that's the, that's what was that dude. I couldn't even fathom that happening with those yeah. two people. Yeah. Even with the history that they've been going through for mm-hmm. the last couple of years, going all the way back to 2016, 2017 yep. at last, at the last Oscars that he did. And he was talking about Jada Dean. So they, so it doesn't surprise me that they got into it like this, but it was just the fact that Will Smith, like, I'm going to tell you what really just, G'd it up for me, and I'm not, and I'm not like, look, it, it was crazy. <laughs> the fact that he walked up to the stage, yeah, walked right to him and didn't break stride, straight smacked him with a follow through. And the thing that you know, normally, if you know someone's going to do something, you're not going to just slap them and walk away. You're going to like back up, like what you going to do? You're going to like be looking at yeah. Will Smith turned his back to him. <laughs> he literally smacked him, walked off the stage with his hand in his Wild Wild West themes to look and look his walk away and walked <laughs> off the stage. Why you got to do that? Like the Wild yeah. Wild West thing That's on him. Yeah, he literally had his hand jacket. like this. As he was walking, he had his hand like on like on his hip. Like he was holding it like, like his Wild Wild West pose. And I was like, yo, he literally just turned. Like I'm the first of all, if you go slap somebody, I'm not turning my back on that dude. 
Because you're, but that like Smooth said, it's really interesting to see would he have done that to somebody else? Because well, I, because I don't think it, it's crazy. But listen, I it's it's wrong that it happened. But sooner or later, it was going to happen to somebody. Yeah. And Will Smith literally just put every comedian on notice when it comes to what can happen at these shows. Now, not saying Will Smith will ever do this again, but you're going to have people across the country coming on stage and stuff like, yo, let's get this straight. Ain't going to be no Will Smith and no Chris Rock stuff going on up in here. Ain't none of y'all walking up on stage like y'all Will Smith, and I sure ain't going to act like Chris Rock did. So that's literally going to be the conversation for like the next couple of months when people get on stage in front of other people to talk uh, talk mess about. Is that what we want? Like it's uh, nothing safe? Like as soon as you make a joke... Anybody can like slowly strut up to the stage and you know Whoa, do a leg sweep or the crane is, kick or something. We consider the Oscars, right? Obviously, I mean, only who who's there is nothing but actors, right? Actors, yeah. So yep. there's no security yeah. to stop you because you don't think anything like that's going to occur. It'd right. be different if you had a, there's a no security now, but fans. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like, but inside there, like, there's no like protection there because there's no fans really there's there's no like audience um to watch right. like yeah so so that so now that changes things and then you know what did it if somebody maybe wants to one up it at some point did, did you're going to do something you know what I mean? because the oscars like i said it's notoriously boring so they <laughs> it's not boring after that <laughs> yeah but now it's like yeah so it's like i don't know it just, it just sucks but i do think and, I, and i'm sorry this is a, it's a gaming podcast but i do think will smith should have <laughs> took that opportunity when he won the award his first oscar to like turn that around and, and apologize to chris on stage that's because he, he like he should have done that because at the end of the day it just makes him look like a like a bully and chris rock now looks like the the bigger guy for taking a five hand um uh, well the five finger to the thing. i don't know i don't know like, did you see samuel jackson's response after yeah. he gave him that award uh-uh. samuel jackson was like my man will smith he was he was about ready to jump down he, he was super excited for will smith to come yeah, up on stage <laughs> i'm trying to so, tell you it's a huge disconnect <laughs> smooth is absolutely right by the way we're not going to take that away he should have as much as i feel like if you say it in public, <laughs> you go catch hands in public. I do feel like that is definitely a thing that should happen in the world. But I do agree when you're on that type of stage, yeah. you should use that as an opportunity because not only did it like kind of make him look bad, it also like kind of takes away from the the thing that he won the Oscar for. Yeah. You know, it was about the the Venus, the Serena and Williams and, and all that stuff. So it kind of took away from their shine when it yeah. came to that type of story. Mm-hmm. But let's be for real here. Most people are going to tell you that nothing, some things are off limits. And especially if you're in a situation where you know things are going on inside of their family. And I think it was just that Will Smith snapped for a second. Yeah, he snapped. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. been dealing with so much stuff because you got to think. People ever since the whole red table incident, people have been looking at Will Smith side eye since then. So mm-hmm. when he looks to the side and he see he laughs at it at first, and, and you know people keep saying, "Well, why did he laugh at the joke?" You got to kind of remember some people in a of environment like that. He probably tried to laugh it off, like, "Okay, I'll have a conversation with him later." But then when he looks to the left, he, you heard what he said it during his uh, acceptance speech. He said the um, God, you know, God was talking to him and something telling him he was here to save and help other people. But let's be for real, Jada was over his shoulder and he knew and saw how she looked. 
from that whole interaction. And that's instantly when he was like, I get, I can't wait. I have to go do something about it now, because if he doesn't, a lot of people are going to be looking at it in a completely different way then too. So he kind of loses no matter. Oh where yeah. Goes. Like you didn't stand up for your wife. Yeah, So he kind of uh, loses. Because she didn't laugh no- at all. Yeah, like her yeah. reaction was like, no, not cool. So he was in a, new, a lose, lose situation, but ultimately a lot of people keep saying that he could have like, you know, took the higher road. And then when he got up on stage to accept his award, mm-hmm. he could have like, yeah. you know, said everything he needed to say about Chris Rock then, how disrespectful he felt like he could have been. And absolutely, you could go that way. But let's be for real. Will Smith from West Philadelphia, you can, you can, you, you, he, he left West Philadelphia, but you can't take West Philadelphia out of somebody. And you got to see mm, what Will Smith yeah. truly was at that moment. It may be it may be a broken Will Smith due to everything's going on in his life, but he's still the same Will Smith that has emotions, and I think those emotions just got the best of him at that moment. Yeah, I could really tell he was at the end of his rope with all the stuff he's been dealing with. Mm-hmm. We, I'm going to talk in a minute here about the Oscars stance with what Will Smith did. Let me. I got to go grab to the chat here. Uh, shout out to everybody who's watching. If you're here at the XNC to have a good time and you think you're going to have a great time, show the support for the show by hitting the like button. That really helps uh, show that support. We really appreciate it. Here with Kid Smooth and Forte, and we're talking right now about Will Smith, but I got a couple super chats. A couple of them relate to this. But Plasma CRT with an early dollar pound, 179, says, Hey, Cole, how are we all doing tonight? I'm really great. I know these two are uh, not working, so they're relaxing. You guys are doing good tonight? Yeah, I'm doing yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> Your daughter, Kizada, thank you so much for the $5 super. I don't want to speak for them. Uh, maybe they're going crazy uh, stirring in their seat. But he's thank you for the $5 super. He says, hot take. Just like video games overtook movies and revenue, video game award shows will overtake the uh, – he says a Phil Awards. Uh, I don't know if he means the, uh, the Oscar Awards. As long as they don't go woke route <laughs> – Hargy Johnny, thank you so much for the $20 Super Chat. He says, the Oscars is a show where people who play pretend in front of a camera pat themselves on the back for being so awesome. Will Smith decided to change it up. Pat <laughs> pat the host face. Blockbuster equals rockbuster. So, wow. <laughs> Hargy Johnny's awesome. Um, here, man. The Oscar Twitter account, or the Academy? I think it's the Academy yeah, Twitter the Academy. account. Yeah. yeah, the Academy tweeted out last night we do not condone, condone violence, Duh. but we're really excited to celebrate. So, because kid, you were saying earlier that like they don't get any coverage, nobody watched the show. It's boring. I think the Academy was loving actually being in the limelight. <laughs> Did you catch this thing last night? The uh, tweet. Yeah, so I didn't see the tweet from the Academy. Um, I figured they would have to say something, but the thing I wanted to know is like, as soon as that happened, you got to imagine their rating shot through the roof immediately after. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, which is more the reason why I needed Will Smith to apologize to Chris when he accepted his work because that's the last award, right? So at that point, at that point, at the incident happened, everybody's watching because they want to see if they're going to because they if people if you don't realize Chris Rock wasn't even the host this time. No, he was just, just a presenter, a presenter of, of the award. So, but yeah. the thing is, we do know Chris Rock to typically host. Uh, uh these awards so the uh the the ratings through the roof even though they they have to say that but of course they're excited that something like happened to the point that like bought on bought on viewers you, you that at the end of the day it becomes the ad revenue like oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty crazy 
I can't yeah. believe what I but saw. I've never been, I don't think I've ever been slapped by a man before. I've been punched by a man, but never slapped. Yeah. I got hit. I was telling the story early day on Lucas channel. We were talking about it and dude walked by me. I was talking to a girl. He, he, he hit me in the face. I was against the locker. I wish slow motion was a thing. Cause I really would have liked <laughs> to see what that picture looked like. But, um, I don't remember yeah. anything after that because uh, me and him was literally just throwing down in the middle of the hallway and it was literally right around the corner from the um, the office in that fight. I swear that fight probably was only 30 seconds long, but it felt like it was five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, But yeah, I've never been slapped by somebody because being slapped by somebody... I, do you know how, how ballsy you have to be to just walk up on a stage and just... <laughs> and it's like, you know, like 30, 30 long steps... You know, yeah. up to the stage, up the stairs, all the way across. Like, goes, uh oh, uh oh, here it comes. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and then and this smack. Is, and you don't want to take away from what Chris Rock did. He was super professional through the whole thing. Like, he, cause, because some people don't know, Quest Love ended up winning the award that he was presenting. Um, yeah. And so, and yeah. so it really, I mean, it's granted, everybody was still talking about the slap hurt around the world, but it still, <laughs> it still did take away from Quest Love winning his, yeah. uh, award, his award and stuff. But I actually think he did a really good job in basically just keeping it together because I don't know yeah. how he did that. Because if somebody just walks up there and just unloads on you, maybe it's because he's a comedian and he kind of has that understanding that huh, at any moment this could kind of happen to you. No one. Yeah, ever he can fall it. off the bike and get back on the seat like quickly because right. you have to in show business. Yeah. Like if to, I'm doing this yeah. show, I just have a little show here, but like I've like if my headset cuts out or something goes on with a tab, like I'll be like uh uh, uh <laughs> for right. a minute, but because I don't have that experience. But I did watch super close after Will Smith walked off stage. He goes, wow, you know, you know, he smacked the shiz out of me, right? And then he was like, he just kind of like, I could tell in his face, he's like, okay, where was I? Oh, yeah, I'm about to do this, and I'm going to get back on track. And so, yeah, I mean, out of all this, Chris Rock's like kind of the hero, right? Even yeah. though he made an inappropriate joke. Let me Before we close this up, let me ask yeah. you guys, because people might go crazy if we talk about the slap heard around the world for uh, for an hour, but... But let's talk about the alopecia thing. That's kind of yeah. a weird thing to bring up, but I, I yeah. have a friend who has alopecia, no hair, no eyebrows, hardly any eyelashes, no body hair. I mean, you're fast in the pool, but um, he's cool with it. He, you know, uh, but you know, as a guy, it's different than a girl. So it, how's Jada feeling about this alopecia thing? Here comes the joke. Like, I where, think where's the, I, I think if it was anybody other than Chris Rock, it probably would have been fine. Because I think it's just a history. It's history. Chris mm-hmm. Rock, you know, when they were boycotting the Oscars last mm-hmm. time, when Will Smith didn't um, get um, nominated, um, she went out and said that they were boycotting, and, and yeah. he came out and said, well, you can't boycott something you weren't invited to. Yeah. And all this other stuff. And then, you know, it's just been a consistent thing of back and forth with them over the course of the last three, four years. So not saying that she still probably wouldn't have felt the way if someone else said yeah. it, but I don't think it would have been the reaction yeah. that she gave. Like, it, she probably would have smiled about it. It might have been a grin. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you she, it wasn't even a smirk from what Mm -mm. you know happened it first of all i don't even think the joke was funny because he kind of didn't deliver it that way uh and yeah gij yeah not that funny yeah i think he was a little just off on that one but um yeah the 
I mean, like I said, if it was anybody else, I think it would have been fine. I still mm-hmm. don't think anybody else should do that, especially if you she's been very vocal in her position on that and letting people know that she has it. So for him to come out, he did come out and say that he didn't know she had alopecia. And I was like, how? Oh, she, okay. she literally tells every she literally speaks it all the dang time. So unless you're under a rock, you don't know. So I, I ain't gonna say that he really didn't know, but it's just the fact of the matter. I think it was just Chris Rock was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to Fonzarelli, who's in the he's in the chat. He, um, we're in a group chat, and they, we were talking pretty passionately about the thing as it unfolded. And uh, yeah, he has a good opinion on it as well. It is interesting. Um, some people are like worried about comedians not being able to do their thing. Uh, and then you got these personal attacks. Normally, they attack like a large group or make a generalization. This is yeah. one of those things. Or like someone in the chat said, he prefaced it like "I love you, Jada." Um, then he made the joke about about uh, GI Jane. But <laughs> man, did he storm up there and and uh, give him the old smack? But I put a poll up to ask um, which is worse. How do I look at this? The slap or the joke? And it looks like everyone says the slap is worse. So. Oh, the slap um, was definitely worse. Yeah, you, can, you can take the, the joke. The joke can be forgiven. Yeah. The slap, yeah. will, the slap will last forever. Yeah, the joke can be forgiven and easily forgotten. We ain't forgetting the slap. We ain't gonna forget the slap. Good or it bad, is interesting. You ain't gonna the slap. Like, uh, you know, the three of us are a little bit old enough to be in an era where people scuffled and fought a lot. You know, a lot in the hallway, yeah. you grab people and slam them against the locker, or you, you know, sucker punch or whatever happens in your life. And we've all been there. We grew up in the eighties and nineties, right? So. When you think about like Will Smith walking up there and thinking about what he was going to do, you know, he could have pushed him, which is like, I'm starting a fight and we're going to, we're going go yeah. to go, we're going to go to the floor, like on this in front of the cameras. But he walked up, thought I'm going to give him a slap. You know, I'm going to slap the, <laughs> out, <laughs> the beep and then turn around and walk away. And he did exactly what he set out to do. And boys, he reeling from it. Like the, the Twitter was on fire for, for the past like 18 hours yeah. and uh, no love. For Will Smith, that's for sure. Funny thing, uh, is he'll be he'll be okay. He'll be okay. Yeah. Chris Rock will be okay. They're multi-millionaires. Probably yeah. in, well, at least Will Smith's probably close to being a billionaire due to all the stuff he has. They'll both be like, nobody fine. feels bad for Chris Rock because he's like a champ. He's like a hero. He he stood up, he took uh, a low blow, right? And he yeah. and he smoothed right through it. And Chris Rock's just gonna kind of ride on the fun for for a while, I guess. Oh yeah, wait till uh, he, think, he's got a tour coming up soon, and you know this is gonna be. <laughs> I one one more go, thing, I, I noticed. Go see it just because of this tour. <laughs> one more thing, I noticed before the show started. I totally forgot. And the last kid, uh, Will Smith is launching this. He's producing this um, Bel Air show that's yeah. more serious, and yeah. a lot of people are kind of excited about what it could be. Uh, kid, what does this mean for that show? You think people are going to be like, you know what, forget him, or, or is he going to draw in more people because he's hot in the news? To watch the it, show, I don't think it has any impact. What, what show? What what series? What uh, platform is that thing on? Ah, uh, shoot! What is Bel Air on? Is it like Peacock? It's Peacock. 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 Yes. Yeah. I mean, I have no interest. In, like, I like the thing is, is like I, I'm very extremely stubborn in my ways. I I I enjoyed the Fresh Prince of Bel Air for what it was. I don't really care mm-hmm. to watch a reimagined series on it where they kind of you know do all these things to these different characters and stuff. So I was like. I'll pass. I hear. I hear. For some people, it's good. I hear from some people, it's all right. I don't think it has any impact on on the show, honestly. And then Will Smith is not getting canceled, so. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Um, shout out to Drawn 
drawn TJE with the five dollar super says, "You guys are awesome. Great panel, Colt. I feel bad for Will Smith. Chris Rock should have kept his mouth shut. Interesting, interesting. All right, chat, go take him on. No, I'm just kidding. You guys are amazing. <laughs> no, you guys are amazing. I know people kind of have their own side. The D Batch, one of my good friends, is kind of he's on one side of the argument, and other people are on the other side. So." Hey, have at it. Just as long as somebody doesn't reach across Twitter and give you a smack, I think you'll be all right. Yeah. But um, we've got a ton of gaming news to talk about uh, before I lose my place. But there is a major leak on the horizon for PlayStation. Some insiders or people who are flexing their insider muscles think that there might be another acquisition or something big besides Project Spartacus. That sounds weird saying that. Besides this service-based announcement, um special nick was in the chat a minute ago he's wondering if he's putting dots together what do you think uh forte is it possible that sony is looking to buy from software um they would from, be a fool from software it, they would be a fool if they weren't looking into it literally they have a great relationship with them you know, a lot that would give them the ability to because like right now we know FromSoft isn't really looking to make something like Bloodborne again or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But that would give them the cop blunts to be like, hey, we want another Bloodborne because they basically own the developer and stuff. And the fact that um, Elder Ring did as well as it did in the first week, 12 million sold first week. Um, that's by far the highest that any Souls game before Demon Souls. So it was 10 million. And this game still has a long way to go before we get to the end of the year where we start counting the tallies for the, um, the rest of the year. So this is a no-brainer to me. Um, the relationship is there. Um, just the overall continuity would be there, depending on the games and stuff that they play. I know a lot of people wouldn't like to see it happen. But ultimately, Sony's um, Sony's in a position where they need to get as many developers in their staple just like Microsoft did. Mm-hmm. That's what, and that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. You know, they bought Bungie because of reasons. They bought Haven Studios. I think they bought Haven Studios because they liked the IP that they had. But yeah. I also oh, yeah. they bought. The, I also think they bought them because at a certain point, people are becoming a premium. You don't want to lose developers because if you don't lock them up, who knows who's going to come through and get them? So nice. if you're already in a situation where you're uh, in bed with them per se. Why not make it official? And FromSoft is easily one of the top two that I feel like Sony should go after. Doesn't mean they'll get them, but I also think Square is the other one that they should go after too due to everything that's going on. Okay. Kid, you've played uh, quite a few of their games. We've talked about your frustrations and your love for Sekiro. We were talking about that the other night. What do you think? Is PlayStation need to swoop these guys up? I don't know where this rumor is is coming from. Um, I hope not, but if they do, it is what it is. I just don't want to hear anybody say anything about any other acquisitions. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, but like you know what I mean. I don't know if PlayStation really needs them, but I do understand the relationship. And they, from software, seems to know how to make games for PlayStation to at least make it run better than Xbox. Uh, they they typically they consistently do that for some reason. Um, and maybe it's because they've been working on PlayStation platforms uh, for longer. Um, Hold so- on, let me let me let me pause you there right there because because uh, Special Nick is typing in all caps, which means um, his keyboard broke. And I don't want him angry, but he said this rumor didn't come from him. Okay. He said um, he did say something earlier on Twitter that he was trying to put 
connect the dots to some things he was hearing. But um, this is coming from another insider, which I don't remember the person's name, but I heard about it because he retweeted about it. Yeah. But like, this yeah. is the situation where you start talking about stuff and people try to point the blame. But like, um, and of course, to Nick's credit, these are things that are so far out of our reach right. as far as no matter how much we get to talk to people in the industry, like these, like something like an acquisition is not meant for anyone to know, uh, let alone people within PlayStation or Xbox. So, um, yeah, don't go and blame someone for what you hear. Like Jeff Grubb gets blamed for stuff that he's heard ideas or rumors. And like Nick does a really good job of saying, I heard from someone that this is like, going to be related to this you have to understand that th there where there's smoke there's there's going to be a discussion and that's kind of where that goes from but go ahead kid if you can remember what you were talking about with uh with yeah the no studio. i think um i mean anybody who could get from software that's an awesome get but i thought they were owned by someone that like another rich company that like to my knowledge i thought they were already like owned by another company um they are but, i believe yeah, so I'm like I don't understand how we. I mean, of course, they, I guess that company could sell to PlayStation or sell from software. But at this point, from software is pretty damn expensive. I, you would think for a studio, I would pay more for from software than I would pay for Bungie. Since um, they're uh, owned by a, their subsidiary of Katakawa, Katakawa Corporation, and mm -hmm. someone in the chat says, um, "Take it for what they know uh, that Sony has two percent vested uh, interest in them or something, or two percent." invested in them i don't know that's not really saying much but yeah. we're in this situation right forte where if playstation wants from software to make an exclusive game for them they'll sign the deal they'll they love working with them so um why buy returnal when they only made games for playstation but they did and i think you're both right that it's it's buying season the shopping carts are out and being pushed down the aisles mm -hmm. and people yeah. need to be bought or they're going to be sold to someone else yeah, I, I need. I don't. So I'm not uh, as upset about these acquisitions. The more Sony buys, right, the better because it allows other people to buy to be more competitive. And if if consolidation is going to happen, they need to let. So that's less. F, the less reviewing FTC will feel the need to do if everybody's buying because I I, I hate to say this, but I feel like and I know this is from software topic, but I feel like only it only. Only when it has something to do with Xbox or Microsoft is where I hear about that. All these other mm -hmm. regulations, like what about everybody right. else's acquisitions? What the hell's going on? <laughs> like, sorry. And Microsoft, yeah. well, Microsoft's the only one that makes acquisitions in the tens of billions. But I think they do. I think Microsoft overpays for these acquisitions, and that shouldn't be their fault, though. That's like, like you know what? We won't get this. In, well, what have know, they overpaid for? I mean, they got they got Activision for a deal, right? Yeah, but. I mean, um, they did get. They did. They did get it's it on a, it's deal. It's a deal, but it just happened. It's still more expensive than anything else. That the average acquisition. It's, <laughs> it's like the most expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got the biggest so, car on the block now. <laughs> so uh, Robert Serrano is also tweeting. <clears throat> excuse me. He's on Twitter. He's also asking people to kind of keep an eye out for some big, uh, important news from PlayStation. And we're in this situation where Xbox has been so quiet. Yeah. Um, I've reached out to PR and they're very, very quiet right now in a situation where one big third party exclusive has been delayed because of a massive world problem in mm -hmm. Ukraine. And, um, yeah, so 
Yeah, that's a from software thing. Here's something that actually popped up that I should bring up, and then I'll get to a couple supers here. Um, Tom Warren just realized and discovered that Minecraft is ready for ray tracing on yeah, Xbox Series S and X. And he showed a clip of it running at 60 FPS, which is something Digital Foundry didn't think was going to happen. Did you see this kid? Like, yeah, they showed I, just 30 frames. Yeah, the, uh, the tech demo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did like I gave up on anything in Minecraft because I feel like they haven't supported not one of Xbox's new systems since the Xbox One when it comes to Minecraft. They skipped uh, remember the Xbox One X yeah. super duper deluxe pack that went out the window, then they showed this ray tracing thing, and then we haven't heard from it. Mm-hmm. But hey, I mean I'll I'll download to see what it looks like. I don't know how to play Minecraft, but I, I don't play I, it either. I would <laughs> see my kids play it. My kids got like all the achievements and stuff in it, so like maybe one of them could teach me. Um it's about time because my son had my old computer that wasn't even running a graphics card and he turned on i can't remember what they call it it's like the the beautiful pack or something and it makes all the light look realistic i'm like whoa that's uh where's xbox's thing of that so forte what do you think of minecraft do you give a crap (laughs) Uh, my kids do um i care more about minecraft dungeons than base minecraft i play minecraft dungeon all the time with my uh my kids and stuff but um no, it's going to be something cool. I mean, I remember when they first showed that um, Ray Tracy pack, everybody was like, look, you get digital blocks that look better in light. That's That was the that was right. the conversation and stuff. And I was like, man, look, it's going to have Ray Tracing at some point. The fact that it's been well over, what, two years or so since they showed this off. I'm like, where is it at now? But mm-hmm. yeah, when I saw the when I saw the, I saw the video, I was like, oh, man, I forgot all about this. And it looks really good. And I do think that a lot of people are going to go back into Minecraft just to play with it because of the real cool thing about Minecraft is, is the way that it casts shadows in the in the game when it comes to like different environments and the bricks and stuff that you use to make the, the glow bricks and blocks I, and the, and the I torches think, and stuff. I think you're going to see some pretty incredible stuff. I think you're going to see some pretty incredible things made <laughs> from the community when it comes to like Microsoft's new acquisitions and stuff, IPs and stuff. You'll see like monoliths of doom guy or or something like that you somebody with starfield when starfield uh, comes out someone's going to make you know a ship from starfield inside the game and it's going to have ray tracing and everything like that i always looked at minecraft is something that people went into to just express their creativity mm-hmm. and the fact mm-hmm. that you'll be able to do this with better textures better lighting and everything like that i think that's a really really cool thing it just took them forever to do it and bring it to xbox because it's been available on pc for a while now Right. Yeah, it's um that is weird. Like you've got one of the biggest IPs in all of gaming and people want to see this stuff. People jump back in and do amazing things with a new lighting system. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. Let me grab a super here. For Havoc sends two dollars to say I'd smack Colt's glasses off if I could. You also said in the chat that I have a very punchable face. <laughs> Which uh yeah, I do. Um but you know, I've never been punched. I've dodged it every time. I've grown up watching the Rocky movies. And uh, playing a ton of Mike Tyson's Punch Out, so I can bob and weave, and uh, no one will be able to hit me. It's great. I'm so trained. <laughs> uh, that's funny, actually. Forte, when I was younger, when Mike Tyson's Punch Out was really popular, my friends and I would box on my trampoline after school. They'd come over because my parents bought us boxing gloves, and that was like the thing after school. We'd get on to like do these little mini boxing tournaments, and I chipped a tooth. Uh, but they would laugh at me because I would do these moves that I clearly got from Little Mac from playing so much Nintendo back in the day. But uh, <laughs> such a dork. Uh, Drawn TJ, thank you so much for the $20 Super Chat. He says, if Microsoft can get two more publishers 
Go get WB and Ubisoft, then get the people they're working on with IO Avalanche Studios and Crystal Dynamics and pick up Crytek. He's got a shopping list here. Pick up Crytek, Asobo, and CD Projekt Red. Then we'd have the best games. Well, Forte, wouldn't they have all the games if they bought all the studios? Yeah, they would have all the games at that point. <laughs> He's talking to like $200 billion for all that. But um, yeah, pick up WB, please. Um, I just want that for Mortal Kombat so we can, if we can get... yeah. We can get a nice little crossover of uh, Killer Instinct with Mortal Kombat. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Or maybe throw in some some I'd other rather... characters from Xbox yeah. Game Studios into a Mortal Kombat combat maybe, game. Maybe get a Smash Brothers version of Xbox games. I rather Dang. WB sell off their like studios individually to different um yeah to different publishers or whatever. I think that works out best because the thing is is like I can't I can never make sense of the purchase of WB unless you're getting like you have I to like, yeah, you have to get IPs and licenses. Like that's where I feel like it only makes sense. And then maybe X, like I don't know. Like I heard something about like Paramount, like X, Microsoft and Paramount, which is I think that's weird. But that uh, that was a question. But who's linked to Paramount? Is there because there, there's stuff you can technically do uh, with that. But if Microsoft wanted to enter, you know, actually uh, realistically movies and stuff, I remember they tried it, but they they only, they partnered with Paramount a couple times. This is the second time they partnered with them. Um, because remember when they did the um 360 the HD DVD? I think a lot of Paramount went Paramount went that way. Oh, really? And then um yeah, when they did way. the um when Xbox opened their whole movie division when they were trying to introduce the um Xbox One and stuff, Paramount signed on uh for that as well. So I mean, if Microsoft, I mean, if they want to get into the inter- entertainment and they want to buy like you know uh, like you know catch up to Sony and that that buy Paramount. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Okay. But let's talk Paramount for a minute. I actually didn't plan on talking about this because I didn't watch, but I got to ask both of you, uh, you know, fight for who wants to talk first if you care. Forte. It's, there's, <laughs> Forte is going to go first. Okay. There's a interesting reception for the Halo TV show on Paramount Plus. Um, okay. It got really bad reviews, but it's like the most watched show um, right now. Dude, uh, it's like, like doing really well. The, some of the fans are really super excited. Forte, did you give a crap? Did you watch this? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, watch. You, huh? What's up with you and Dillard not watching stuff that got something to do with Xbox and Halo? Dude, I talked hey, to Dillard about the same thing. I was Dillard and I Dillard, were playing Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I, was, I paid 150 I bucks. I got to get my time in. I literally jumped into a party with Dillard. I was like, I called. I was like, hey, what you doing? He was like, nothing. I said, one, I said, let's play some NBA. He's like, cool. I asked, I said, how do you? There, I said, was, what he's you, good for that. I said, what, I said, what, 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 what you think of the Halo? He's like, oh, I ain't watch it. What's up with you? L- listen, you are an Xbox guy. Xbox. He's N- waiting for hate. <laughs> listen, XNC, Xbox newscast. He's, he's waiting for Xbox the IP. <laughs> he's waiting for the campaign to be done first. The camp. It's ten episodes. <laughs> it will be summertime by the time it's over, and nobody gonna care anymore at that point. All right. Oh, but no, all, but right. Okay, I'm, all right. All right. All right. Tell me what you think it. of the show. I actually liked the show. I didn't have a problem with it. You know why I have a problem okay. with it? Because I didn't go into it with expectations that they were actually going to do something great with the IP. Because in general, they, yes, they played the game, but they're not taking inspiration from the games to an mm-hmm. extent. I like the fact that they did stick to some of the the, the books, especially Fall of Reach. They kind of they meddled in that realm a little bit. Okay. I don't okay, too much good. care. I don't too much care about the helmet and stuff like that. I mean, I wish they would have did it in the game. I mean, it probably would it would have been better suited in the game, but that's okay. 
the thing I didn't like, <laughs> I just didn't like the fact that first of all, there's a there's a human on the covenant. I don't care what world we live in. The the covenant are sworn enemies and they want to purge us from the galaxy. So mm-hmm. why in the world would a human ever be on the covenant on a high console? I have no idea why that's a thing. That is the one thing that drew me for a loop. Outside of that, I was um and I, I will say one more thing. The only thing about him taking his helmet off that bugged me is the fact that he never put his helmet back on after he took it off. I was like, you're not going to put your helmet back on? He literally <laughs> took yelled at your TV. He, wait, put your he helmet back on. No, because he 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 did it to make a point. He did it to say, I'm human. You can kill me now because your weapon is not going to do any to me, anything to me with this armor on. So he took the helmet off to oh, basically okay. say, do you trust me? Because I'm literally let, giving you the chance to kill me. And she didn't do it. But literally for the next 10 to 15 minutes with the with the UNSC firing at the at the the drop at the Pelican taking friendly fire and all this other stuff. He never puts his helmet back on. I'm like, so what's going on here? So that, <laughs> that kind of threw me okay. off a little bit. But outside of that, the CGI was good. It could have been better in most parts. I think um, in general, the show kind of flowed really well. I like the fact that they had. A little bit of mature rating to it when it came to like blowing limbs off. That 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 was amazing. Oh, okay. And I yeah, like, make sure you don't spoil anything too. But they're saying you're spoiling. They're saying like you're spoiling. That's not spoiling, man. Dude, should, you can go watch it for free right now. Paramount Plus without even having to pay for it. Xbox got you with Xbox Game Pass. But um, I I do like I do like the the direction they went with the first episode. And I I heard some things about the second one. Um. That is, some people saw it early because they went to a premiere of it. Um, they're releasing this uh episode by like every week or something, yeah, one, every one episode per week. Every Thursday, okay. I think it I think it goes live at 3 p.m. the 3 a.m. uh Eastern every Thursday. So midnight California time. Yep. Uh, so. let me let me throw the Master Chief uh emoji. If you're a channel member, you get these custom emojis that I drew up. Uh look, there's a there's a Cortana that's actually blue. Um, <laughs> oh, and here's Craig. Yeah, so I've 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 got those for channel members. If you're a channel member, you get like True Seventy Seven. You get uh, your name colored, and you get a custom emoji that shows how long you've been with the channel. This is the XC Podcast. We have over six hundred people watching. I'm here with Kid Smooth and Forte, and we we're just uh, kind of talking about this Halo show that's uh, entertained some people. But if you're watching the show, please uh, give a like to show that you're enjoying the show. We're on live on Cole Eastwood YouTube channel. This show also goes up on demand on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, and Pocket Podcasts. So you can put the earbuds in the next day and uh, check out the show on demand. And there'll be timestamps in there uh, sometime after it posts. But I'm glad to have these guys here. Let me read a couple supers. We're still talking about Halo on the show. We'll move into some more gaming news. Uh, Tech Money says... Tencent already owns some of the parent company. <clears throat> Excuse me. They'll buy the rest of it before Sony would. This is just fanboy wishes. And you must be talking about from software. Yeah. We were supposed it to hear something break tonight uh, because in Japan, uh, about two or three hours ago, it was like really early in the morning, like six in the morning in Japan. So people thought that sometime tonight, if you're in the US, yeah. that some news for places from a drop. I haven't seen anything yet. Death Ray Thrower, thank you for the, so much for the New Zealand two dollars. Says Sega GT Refresh could rival GT Seven. I haven't played that in forever. And Microsoft, would they buy Sega? Kid Smooth, do you think Microsoft or Xbox are looking to buy Sega? 
We've been talking about that for a couple years. Yeah, I'm. I where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, it, it, the thing is, this has been a rumor for so long. They have a good relationship, and the relationship improves like every year. They finally got Atlas on board to make a damn game for Xbox, so that's like right. Finally, um, but I think. I'm trying. Did you ever have Hog Law on your? Um... Yes, I did. Yeah, about a month or month ago, like right after this Activision Blizzard thing. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. I'm trying to think. Has it been determined like what can and what cannot be bought that's in Japan or something like that? From like, is there any truth to that? Um, is, is Sega, and then also is Sega technically is it a Japanese company or I know? It's... Yes, there there are with the publicly traded things, and we talked about that quite a while ago, but. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Um, he covers that stuff. Uh, so, like, I, like, I do. I think uh, I, I don't know, man. It's just so weird uh, with these acquisitions because, like, we all expected, like, since twenty eighteen, like Xbox to like you know to buy more and buy more. Remember the whole twenty by twenty twenty or or something like yeah, that. Yeah, twenty by twenty twenty. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Far exceeded that. But um, <laughs> the thing is, though, it's like I always would thought it would be like. You know, the studios, a, bulk, a bunch of studios here and there, right? How they did uh, in 2018. But the thing is, since they've been going publisher and publisher, there hasn't been anything between Zenimax and Activision. It's just been, after that bulk of studios, it was Zenimax, the whole entire thing, and then now Activision, Blizzard King, the whole entire thing. So it's like, could they do? Yeah, I do see a situation where they, they probably, they're probably looking at Sega, but then I, I don't know. I, I have my moments where I was like, "Man, I think I think they, they cut a date. They can still probably cut a deal with Square Enix, not to buy Square Enix, but to buy their Western division without it being scrutinized to the point as them buying Square Enix itself, since they're mm-hmm. buying from a, a publisher already. Like they're buying like it's a transaction. I want to know how that's treated. But Sega, I'm I think it happens at some point. I don't know when." I think Square Enix will end up giving up on Crystal Dynamic and giving them up before they sell the t- the whole company. Because I think that I think if Microsoft really wanted to get Crystal Dynamic, they probably have an inside track of actually getting it to happen. Mm-hmm. Sure, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I wonder if they're going to wait until this game ships before they decide if they're going to offer to buy Crystal Dynamics. Like it seems like a shoe in for somebody they've already worked with and um, multiple times. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that would be... But we won't hear about something like that for a while. Yeah, You won't uh, hear about any of this stuff until... Microsoft ain't gonna buy nothing else until the ink dries on this Activision thing, because right now they don't want no more sanctions. <laughs> yep, yep. So it's at least a year. Uh, it's supposed to close by July of next year, but it could only take a year from now. Yeah. So by next spring or early, the end of the winter maybe? Who knows? Um, but people are more and more... People like Hoglaw and uh, other experts are pretty sure <clears throat> excuse me that this is going to go through and uh yeah i think they're doing the right thing so uh yo kazada sends a super chat and gives out a bioshock remastered code i'm sure Ooh. somebody's already got that i think my my mods yodani and happy bomb are making sure that someone gets that code and that they speak up if they want it but i haven't been able to see the chat the whole uh time for that lord starkiller thank you so much for the ten dollar super he says does the panel think that forza motorsport will be the first game to take Full advantage of RDNA 2 on Series X and S. Shout out to Kid Smooth and Forte. Uh, Kid Smooth, you go first on this technolysis. Ah, uh, man. I think um, 
I will it be the first to take advantage of full RDNA two? Probably. Um, I think uh, uh, turn ten's game is um, is fully next gen, right? It's not even they're not doing an Xbox One version to this one. The thing uh, to pay attention about turn ten, they actually have input on like the hardware, like they helped develop the Xbox One X, and I'm pretty sure they had input on the Series X. So they probably might be likely the ones to. To we where you get the full like spectrum of what we expected in Xbox exclusive, like the 4K, the 60, the ray tracing, uh, the 120 hertz mode. Because right now there's not a first party racing game on either platform that's running at 120 hertz. I think Forza uh, Motorsport might uh, be able to, and they, they'll probably have a couple uh have a mode to at least do it. But I think Forza Motorsport Seven. I think there's some internal competition between them and playground right now playground mm-hmm. has the best looking forts <laughs> forts a game right and i think turn 10 wants to uh, one up that and they they can because they have a i don't want to say easier but they have less to work with they don't have to worry about like it's not an open world game right so they and yeah, yeah they they're work they've had they haven't made it technically wow their last game was october 2017 it's been five years yep and um if in and, and they remember when the Xbox One X came out, they were pretty much getting the most out of it. Um, as far as like mm-hmm. hitting the remember, people forget and why Forza Motorsport 7 looks so good is because it their the settings were is equivalent to PC um ultra settings. The only difference was yeah. like uh I think it was like the um damn, why can't I think of the word? No, not even that. It was like the the type of um SSO or some shit like that that was used. Uh, between PC and the console version. That was oh, the I know what you remember. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I think it had better shadows that you could get on PC or something, which I don't know if that really improves all around the way the game looks. Digital Foundry gave the slight edge to GT Sport for visuals, but Forza 7 in 2017 ran at full native 4K, mm-hmm. 60 locked. It didn't use dynamic resolution scaling. Uh, I got to ask Forte about this. I'll drop a bomb uh, in front of him first. Okay. I heard from an insider oh. who's testing the game that an Xbox One version definitely exists. Turn 10 is on the fence a year ago whether they're going to ship the game on Xbox One as well as the new console. So uh, what do you think we can expect for performance or features of the way this thing's going to look? Uh, so it has to at least run better than it has to at least run in part with um horizon because horizon runs like a champ no matter where you're at in that game open world in in more constrained areas i think the extra few years of development help remember they were for the you know the year that they were supposed to like start talking about a forza motorsport 8 mm-hmm. was the year that they said no we're just going to keep developing for seven they were still making stuff for seven they were still doing customization for new cars and they mm-hmm. were still doing mm-hmm. new tracks and updating stuff like that they spent the extra two years just working on seven before they even started wor- moving over to start working and they were still working on a new one in the background but they did that knowing that hey we know we're not going to put out a forza anytime soon so i think they're going to take huge advantage of just getting everything that they need to get that thing up and running natively to work basically built for the next generation console first because i do agree smooth hit it right on the head they help develop these systems um these games are literally the showcase pieces for every xbox they ever release 
not a Halo game. It's always been a Forza right. game that's been shown on a screen that showcases at least the look of it. And I think ray tracing is going to be a huge thing that they're going to show off in this game because guess what? GT only has it in the in the uh, cutscenes and stuff or in the gallery. Forza, and, yeah, and the replays. In yeah. the replay, so I think Forza uh, Motorsport is going to be the first one where you're going to have it natively built on the system. Uh, and I think they're going to knock that out of the park. I'm super excited. I actually downloaded um, Forza 7 um, yesterday mm-hmm. just to like look at it again because I was like, this game looks amazing just on its own. And it, it loads faster, runs better, and look it, everything, even without having to have any type of FPS boost or any type of resolution boost. The game looks phenomenal the one that they made in 2017. So I'm Mm -hmm. looking for them to take that next jump and just imagine the fact that this will be one that you could actually play on any platform because you can play it on your PC. You'll be able to play anywhere else because Forza uh, Horizon 3 was the first one that you could do on PC. So we we haven't really got a proper Forza Motorsport where you could play on multiple platforms. So I think turn 10 actually took more time to make sure that that's in the works to be fixed too, on top of just making sure that this is built from the ground up to work perfectly on their, their flagship system. Yeah. I always, um, I had this conversation with dealer cause we're both like always talking about the tech and I say, I really think that this version is going to, that Forza this year is going to have a 60 frames ray trace mode in gameplay. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, and and I think I'm, I'm like, hey, you got to think about the Xbox One X has half of the GPU power. It's mm-hmm. got half of the CPU speed, and with things like uh, Fidelity Super Resolution, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit, yeah. where you can sharpen the image and get 50 more frames or double the frame rate if you sharpen the image by lowering the real resolution. It looks just as sharp as native, and then like, because that's the problem when they build these games. You get a game like Spider-Man, like they can get it running at 60 FPS with ray tracing, but the reflections are at 25% visual quality. Mm -hmm. So the buildings don't have all the windows. They're really jagged because they're low, low. Uh, You've got like 1080p in the reflections and you can tell it's really degraded. And I guess it's a cool effect, but we're really looking for that that whole thing. And uh, if they use all this tech that's in the RDNA 2 this super resolution and VRS where they can use efficiency, where they sharpen things that matter that are in your view stuff that isn't in view. They can lower the resolution and get a performance boost. It's going to be a big deal. Um, I just hope the game is really, really good. Cause yeah, you're just playing Forza seven Forte. And uh, I've been playing it with my steering wheel. that's over here. The game still feels excellent. It does. You also got to remember they're competitive as much as, as much as we, as just gamers, because we haven't seen Forza 7 or any new Forza from them in such a long time, they're competitive because you got to remember Forza Horizon used to be the the lower end of the Forza side. Now everybody looks at it like, yo, this has surpassed mainline Forza. So mm-hmm. you don't think that they're going to get on stage and they're going to want to like say, you know what? Yeah, you you cool and all. You great. We let you borrow our Forza tech to make your game as, may, as great as it is with your HD uh, cameras and everything to show off your environments. But wait till you get to see what the real thing's going to look like. Wait till you get to see what those cars really sound like when they put a mic up to it. Because that's the one thing people kind of miss when it comes to uh, motorsport. The attention to detail 
is beyond ridiculous in those games. Like Forza Horizon goes out of its way to like make you feel like you're in an open world, which is the reason that game plays and it's as great as it is. Mm-hmm. Where Forza Motorsport tunes that game into exactly what it needs to be on a simulation side, but it also gives you that arcade feel if you want it by turning yeah. all the assist on. And I think that's the difference between the two. And I think they're going to want that. They're going to want their crown back. Let's be for real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so funny that we're talking about this one, you know, all of last past two weeks, GT seven has just had a really rough launch. And if it wasn't just the microtransactions and the grinding, it was the way the game looked and felt um, people are really enjoying it. But the, I think the overall impression is that game did not land uh, the way it should. It scored about the same as Forza 7. I think Forza 7 is an 86 Metacritic. Yeah, if 86. you care about more Metacritic, it's an 86. Mm-hmm. GT7 is an 87. That user score is a historic 1.5. People are review bombing like crazy. Uh, let's see. Uh, old Dirty Gamer, thank you so much for $5. Says, Turn 10 is new using a new engine. Uh, as far as I know, they're used, still using Forza Tech, but um, they've been doing quite a bit with it now with the new hardware they can what was it uh they can get eight times more frequency of response for physics and physics mm-hmm. happen with 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 cycles and so the the tires can flex and do this stuff uh more responsive in the game i did a whole video about that it's pretty crazy um yeah so forza is going to be i wouldn't be cool. surprised I, if you get nascar inside of um forza motorsport if you notice, I would we haven't ex- got a. If you notice, we haven't got a uh an actual NASCAR game. Like we got the EA ones and stuff, but I I can easily see because I know they had NASCAR in seven. Mm-hmm. I would think that it's going to be something they're going to add to it too. There's going to be a lot of stuff you could do with this game. They're going to I I mean like I say it's wishful thinking, but I do think they're going to basically go all out with this one since it's been so long. They used to do them every other year. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're going to build on it. So instead of getting a Forza Motorsport every two years. I think every two years, I wouldn't think it'd be every year, but I don't know how what their roadmap is. I hope the game doesn't launch light because they're going to build upon it and build upon it. I think build it's a upon platform. It. Yeah, you don't have to buy the next Forza Motorsport. You'll just buy that one or you're on Game Pass because that's like the whole plan. And then they'll have content updates. So you go in and spend 10 bucks and you get a whole new races set up or whatever they're going to do. And I hope they would bring like some rally in, but that's really wishful thinking. Ooh. That would make the game massively huge. If it had some rally, like Forte's talking about with the NASCAR. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you do play we these coming this year? I think so. Yeah, I, I think th- it is. I think I think it's going to come this year too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think yeah. it's going to be one of the. I think there's going to be three headlining games again. Um, if they all make this year, and I think the games that are going to headline E3. Um, or headline this year with that push of like the you know how every year like so last year it was free it was Halo Forza and um and Starfield was a part of it but it wasn't like it was just because we got to see it but I think this year the ones that are going to be and and pretty much Psychonauts the Psychonauts to her um Forza Horizon Five and pretty much Halo was kind of was set to carry Xbox for 2021 right sure now yeah. it's and carried be, him well and yeah yeah publisher of the year yep. <laughs> And Don't forget. Now I think uh, you're going to have Forza Motorsport, Redfall, and Starfield are going to be the ones that carry Xbox for the year. With Starfield being the grand of them all, Forza Motorsport is going to be that, you know, that the, the game, like obviously that everybody knows is going to be have that graphical push. And then Redfall, um, 
to fulfill the multiplayer appetite, even though it's a, it's a also has a, a single player function. Um, I think all of them will show up. I'm just hoping and praying that none is delayed and that they're all coming in 2022 because that I would be completely satisfied if those were headline 22 because I already know 2023 is going to be lit. So, oh yeah, well said. Um, yeah, I hope so too. The uh, head of Turn 10 Studios said a couple months ago that we have big things or big news for mm-hmm. for the begin for this year. Uh, a lot of people translate that as they're going to have a major showcase at the E3 show, and then they'll release uh, October, probably maybe mm-hmm. November. But uh, yeah, it's going to be that's kind of crazy, right? Forte, like PlayStation's going to have three major third-party games in this year. Xbox will have three major first-party games. It's like they were finally getting out of this pandemic major, of um, what major game play- delays. What major games are coming out for PlayStation this year? Let's see. We'll see what you well, think. They got Horizon Forbidden West. Yes, they do. And- and then they've got um, what uh, Grand Turismo Seven, and yep. then God of War Ragnarok will Grand come out. God of War ain't coming out this year. Are you serious? It's not coming out this year, man. I will walk twenty steps up the stage, Listen. all the way across the stage, and you just can. Listen, I want you to you think because so? I because God of War is my favorite PlayStation platform, but I just don't believe that game's coming this year. I don't. Yeah, I mean, when well, it got I, mean, I, I I want that game to co- listen because it just don't make sense. It's like that game is not, okay unless it comes out before September. It's not coming out past that. So unless we hear something, what's not going to make sense? Like it will dominate the gaming. It's uh, not going to come. No, it's not going to come out past September. I agree. Okay, let me ask. Okay, Cole, Cole, this is just me. With this is me speaking from my heart here. I could be absolutely wrong. I just don't think it's coming out. Yeah, you can slap me all you want. I'll be the first <laughs> one. I'll be the first one there playing. Bro, it. bro, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Par- I'm, I'm with you partially. I, 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 I have my doubts. It's like, well, because yeah. it's like part of me was like 2021 was more of a, a statement just to sell PlayStation fives. Uh-huh. That's that was, rude. No, they just come on now. They just threw it out there. It's like, yo, 2021, we mm. know we're going to sell PlayStation 5s. Got God of War, we just wanted to announce it. We knew it was coming out. That's a low blow to do that, no, it's man. Not. Because no, they do that a lot. No, though. they do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, they do that a lot. Yeah, we knew. Like, anybody, like, okay, so you want to tell me that you thought Horizon and, and Horizon, Demon Souls, Dude. Miles Morales, and all of those games was going to release within a 12 month period? You th- you you thought PlayStation was gonna blow their entire low like Will Smith did on Chris Rock's face in one day in one year? You really thought that was gonna be the thing? <laughs> no, listen. Well, wait, think about no. this logically. Come on, kid, you know back that? me up. I'm thinking God yeah. of War came out in twenty eighteen. So we go. This would be four years development of an already built in engine. Don't get mad, but reskinned, extended, full blown DLC. Right? And give it Insomniac. Turned around three years later and got Miles wow. Morales, a game that they really well. I guess they use the same city, but I know they're doing amazing things with God of War Ragnarok, right? But they already have the foundation. They have to build amazing worlds. We've already seen a bunch of the amazing set piece areas you're going to be in Ragnarok. They promised they said it was going to be in 2021, and now I think they needed an extra year. Like you don't need more than four years no. to develop Ragnarok, no. kid. Where are you sitting on this one for your? Uh, uh, you put all your money. I, I so I understand where you're coming from because like I said, they, it's not like they putting Ragnarok is going to be like some sort of brand new game. No, they literally have like the the set piece. They have the the foundation is already there, so they should be able to make a twenty twenty two release. They should, um, but but I, I think about game uh, forte is like okay, 
you look at 2020, you look at 2021 and 2022. Now their big games, GT already came out, Horizon already came out, and then they secured made sure they secured um, a big exclusive uh, as in Forspoken and Final Fantasy 16 still has to come out. Right? Is that this mm-hmm. year? Um, I think 16 is next year, but Forspoken year. is in October. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh crap, um, Forte! Dang, you should have said that earlier. So, <laughs> so I, I I see a situation where. Like, yeah, maybe it does it because I don't foresee it coming out past September as well. And it might be, it could be potentially be okay. an early. It's going to be February, March of 2023. Mm-hmm. That's but when it's coming. Didn't God of War get their release date like in February and the game came out in April? April 20th. Yeah. Didn't didn't they it announce like the release date like no, I remember this before? They, anu- they announced it for they announced it for National Wheat Day. Literally, that's the day they announced. Oh, oh, okay, that's why you remember April that 20th. number. I'm not familiar with 420. 420. Uh, no, no, I don't think God no, of War Ragnarok is DLC. No, I'm just saying, um, in a situation where you're not building a game from the ground up, like they get to they built this awesome foundation, just like uh, they did with Miles Morales. It's a reskin, but this also comes from uh, okay, so this is just also coming from a retail perspective, too. They uh-huh. okay. They know they're going to sell less PlayStations this year than they did last year. They already announced that they lowered their forecast on what PlayStations are going to be sold for this calendar mm-hmm. year. So if you already know you're going to sell less going into next year, why would, why would you – you already know you're committed to Forspoken. You're committed to the games that's already released on the platform. Mm-hmm. Why not just wait until the beginning of 2023 – to start the new year off going into your next physical year where you know you're going to have more systems available and more people are going to be picking up God of War on day one. Because as much as I love God of War, and I'm a realist, God of War sold 20 million copies, which mm-hmm. was not even a, 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 a third of how many PlayStations were out there for PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we already know, yes, we yes, people should understand that God of War wait, does wait. sell systems. They do sell systems, sure. but the majority of people that bought a PlayStation didn't play that game. The majority of people that have a PlayStation 5 this time around probably will pick up that game because for the first thing is it's not as many PlayStation 5 games out there. So when PlayStation does release a big game like that, people are going to flock to it. And you're going to want to be able to get as many people into that game as possible. Yeah. Not saying, but and it's the thing. I think they also want to minimize how many people are still buying it on PlayStation Four because if you bring it out on, you bring it out this year. Oh, that's probably, right. It is. It does release on. It's 4, a cross-platform it? game. Mm-hmm. So if you bring oh, yeah. it out this year, you're going to be selling that game predominantly on the PlayStation Four. And I mean, I still think it's going to still sell more on PlayStation Four, even if it comes next year. But at least if you wait to the calendar of next year, 2023 you can get more people in on the PlayStation 5. So now you're selling a system on top of other games for the PlayStation 5, on top of God of War, on top of extra controllers and accessories and stuff like that. I just think that's the direction they want to go in. Now, granted, they only know the roadmap of how many systems they can get out in the beginning parts of 2023. If they can't hit that number, then you might absolutely be right. They might decide to put Mm -hmm. it out, but I think they're a little too far into the year to basically say that, oh, God of War is coming out in September because, because that's it's something big. we would yeah. know already. It's too yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. So my thing is, when is the next PlayStation showcase? Because that's when we should theoretically get the date, right? 
Yeah, so, it could be July. Could be July, like they if, did one in July so a couple if, years ago. If we don't see God of War before the PlayStation, the next PlayStation showcase, then it's not coming out. It's not coming out this year. You also get remember. You also got PlayStation has a huge deal with um Hogwarts. Hogwarts, and that's and how that comes is. out this year. Okay, yeah. Well, I agree with that on the late, late part of the year. Might as well move it to next year. Hmm. Unless okay. you bring it out before September. And, so and I, that's it. And that's six months from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so many. Welcome aboard, Coat. Welcome aboard. Well, you... <laughs> hey. I, I'm seeing so many people in the in the chat talking about <laughs> like the chat is literally loaded with people threatening to smack each other. It's great. Like there's just a huge smack fight going on. It's Everyone great. wants to slap each other. Uh, even for havoc sends a two dollar super chat to say, "Here's two dollars to slap Forte." So like everyone's just slap happy, and uh, it we're here for great. it. It's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Apparently, uh, we've learned today that I would rather be punched with a closed fist because that would be better for my dignity. So, but yeah, shout out to all over 650 people who are watching the XC podcast. Hit the like button if you're having a good time. Uh, if you're in the chat and you're having a good time with the, the amazing audience that checks out the show, I'm here with Kid Smooth from Planet Xbox and from DSP Podcast Forte. And these are two great friends. So, we're talking gaming and it, as much as we whine about what's being delayed or what's not out, there are tons of games coming. But one of the things that was talked about today, guys, it was, um, well, today and last week is VG charts. So I'm not allowed, to, I'm not allowed to talk about VG charts. So I'll turn it over to you because I've told people for so long that you can't use VG charts when talking about Xbox sales mm-hmm. because Xbox doesn't report it. VG charts has been very transparent that they have to use guesstimation and they have to use financial and retail links to kind of get an idea of where xbox is selling but if you want to listen to vg charts they are kind of xbox is beating the playstation um partially because let me open it up with i think playstation has a really rough yield problem in the factory i'll 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 set the stage for both of you because there was rumors before the playstation 5 came out that they were having a really high or low yield number, which was kind of unprecedented. And because the PlayStation 5 is overclocked, that they're not fall, they're not passing testing. And I think it's not just a silicon shortage. I think more of the problem for PlayStation is a amount of consoles they can get that are ready to go and pass testing. So Xbox is starting to catch up. And I'll say that some media outlets are saying that Xbox will be the market leader before we get midway or toward the end of the generation. I'll start with you, Forte, because you work in retail. You see people come in and buy consoles. You hear their <laughs> kids got his hand up. <laughs> what kid's <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I'm seeing it delayed because I'm watching the show live. So we got like a seven-second delay. Oh, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Jesus, bro. Oh, man. All right. What? Do you have something to say first? Yeah, because the the sales update just came out today. Right, right. Yeah, so you're looking at it. Okay, so he's celebrating. (laughs) Forte, I got to ask you, because you work at a place where people come in, they tell their stories about how they've tried to get consoles. Right. There's a lot lot to pack, right? Because their Series X's are available more now. So I got to let you take the mic or I'll just keep talking. No, yeah, I think... um... (laughs) So I've always been on on this bandwagon that it doesn't matter who has what in stock, whatever is there, people are going to buy. It's, it does, Xbox is definitely benefiting for the fact that PlayStation is having a huge yield problem. 
Um, the more the longer we go on, the more it looks even more brilliant that they came out with a cheaper alternative when it comes to the S. Because the S, I, I was talking to Matt, I was talking to a couple people about it the other day, and I was like, Listen, man, that S, they keep that thing in stock. They literally because it's easier for them to make. It's easier for them to produce. And, and I remember we were talking about this right before PlayStation launched, and we found out that it um, they basically shipped those things overclocked. Anybody that knows if you overclock anything, your chances of success in actually getting a yield that's good mm-hmm. is dropped dramatically due mm-hmm. to the fact that it has to hit a certain threshold for you to be able to ship it compared to the X it's just native out the box. They don't have to over overclock it. They just put a more powerful um, GPU inside of the system that can actually handle it without doing anything. So that's where I think they're really having their problems. But in general, PlayStation, we have actually, I'll, I'll tell everybody now we have a PlayStation event. Every GameStop will have one this Saturday. Um, okay, it's going to be different across stores depending on how many they have and everything. PlayStation is going the route of making sure that they just have a stock and they just drop it on you at a certain time. That's normally what kind of happens with PlayStation. You'll get 15, 20 systems or something like that. They'll drop them in a store or they'll drop them in multiple stores and they'll sell them. And then you won't see a PlayStation 5 in another store probably for another month because that's kind of the, the, the way that they've been going about it. Where Xbox consistently has xbox series s's in store and then they consistently have at least once or twice no probably once every other week they have x's where you can get them because microsoft is producing them at a faster clip than sony is when it comes to that so so does how many series s's do you have sitting at your store usually i have right now i think i have about seven seven or eight and they sit there for a while or they kind of come in people kind of pick them here or there but they're looking for an x well, the biggest thing is a lot of people a lot of people buy the S. I also get a lot of S's traded in because people buy the S and then they go back and as soon as they get an X, they trade the S in. Yeah. 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 I, I I had I remember one time I had like four or five S's like pre-owned in my store because people finally got an X and they did it. Um I actually got X's in my store today, so that I was able to sell because I think like a few of them came into the store. And those things were going as soon as I got them. I had I got a call list of people that I know that want them and say, hey. Um, oh, yeah, I got one in the store. Come get it. They come up to the store and pick it up. So, all of these systems are going to sell. I, I, Do they I come not... into the store wearing a PlayStation shirt and they're like, Man, no, shout, shout out to my PlayStation <laughs> rep, he's not with PlayStation no more, but um, <laughs> yeah, shout out to him. But no, but but let's be for real though, PlayStation is still dominant when, when PlayStation's dropping stores, they sell. I don't want people yeah. to get it confused and make it seem like, well, Xbox is running away with this. It's just the fact that PlayStation can't produce yeah, anywhere obviously. near as fast as Microsoft can right now. And is and I think honestly, part of the reason is because they did go with a two-system design where the only difference is a, is a disk drive. As much as people looked at that as like a positive, yeah. I think that's the thing that's kind of holding them back because they can't get anything cheaper out the door to you. <laughs> they can't. It's like Whatever play, either we're going to put one shell on it with a hard drive, a disk drive in it, or one shell on it without one. We're going to give you the fat one or the skinny one, but it's still the same internals when it comes to the, the hardware, when it comes to um, CPU and GPU, where Xbox is like, oh, we can't produce a lot of X's right now. So ramp up the S's. Let's get more X's out into the ecosystem. Because guess what? If people can't find a system, 
They're going to buy what's available. And that's kind of been what's been going on, especially over the course of the last four or five months since Christmas. And I mm-hmm. think Game Pass is really helping with that, too, because a lot of people that buy S's, all they do is get Game Pass with it because there's no there's no disk drive. They say, well, I can just try games that I want to play. And that's pretty much been perfect for Microsoft as of right now. Right. Um, I got it. <laughs> That's so crazy. Uh, if I think about PlayStation making a half-size PlayStation uh, Slim or whatever for $300, it would definitely be the dominant sales figure be. for the for the be. PS5. Uh, and people laugh about the, the Xbox Series S. In fact, a lot of people on social media who don't care for Xbox are like, don't, you can't count. You can't count the Series S. It doesn't count. Like it's blows, it's bloating up the numbers, kid. I gotta hear your reaction to this because you were just looking at the VG charts, um, sales yeah. figures across the regions. Like, tell us what you saw. Uh, I don't know if you, you don't have it up, probably, but yeah, I do. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. No, no, I just it, just the numbers is actually the Xbox Series X it, um, and S so outsold both the uh, Switch and PlayStation Five in North America for that week. Um, uh, wow. Also, PlayStation by a considerable margin, like a, a significant margin. So PlayStation has been consistently at third place over the past like a uh, couple weeks. So we're looking to probably at a repeat where Nintendo Switch and uh, will probably win the MPD for March. Xbox is going to outsell PlayStation. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I just take this opportunity, even though I've said, you know, I have my beef with VG charts since it wasn't like because Xbox doesn't reveal their numbers. Like where they get their numbers from? Well, I, I am only going to give them credit for this, right? I'm going to give them credit for this because it has <laughs> been <laughs> it has it has been in line with Xbox outsell them per NPD. So if if so, for example, this is how I got to say this, right? If when Matt Piscatella put his tweets out, right, and it comes out yep. the Xbox Series X and S I'm is either the fraud emoji. or first. <laughs> to say you know what well maybe vg charts was sort of correct <laughs> like that well be- the, here's the difference uh you know i'm giving you crap kid and i know forte's biting his uh his, his lip over there because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to give you a body slam or a slap um because i was the same way like when we were t- ending the xbox one ps4 generation vg charts is saying these numbers and they seem to be five million maybe 10 million off like it didn't make sense from because at one point this is all old news but at one point phil spencer said the xbox one is actually caught up to where we were with the 360 at some certain point and i'm like so that puts them at like 30 million and then vg charts was like quoting 22 million or something i'm like Mm -hmm. wait that doesn't so i was like you can't use vg charts but we're so early on with the numbers like i are they overestimating? And I got called out pretty big time on Twitter because when VG Chart said the Xbox in the lead, I said, hey, I, I didn't say anything. I didn't do. I didn't go, woohoo, Xbox. I just said, it's really great to see all three consoles selling so well yes. in the middle of a chip shortage and a difficult global pandemic. And people go, this you? And they showed a quote from me like two <laughs> years ago saying, hey, bud, it's not 2012. You can't use VG Charts for Xbox. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I had to take an L. Which I actually didn't take. I refuse to take that L. Yeah, don't but, take that um, L. Don't take that L. You were here. The thing is, is that they look for the slight, the the slights in your tweets. Even though when you're speaking yeah, positive, it's like there's a they slight. Do. Look, he's it's, gonna the slights there for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's why they wanted to do it. They wanted to be on it. But uh, hey, man. Like at the end of the day, it's every dude. 
This is this generation has been starting to great because all the things that have been used against me as an Xbox fan, <laughs> um, whether it be meta meta scores, that's mm-hmm. not a thing. They can't use that. Uh, freaking um, yeah, because Xbox the meta scores have not been yeah, yeah, they've been kind of flipped a little bit. Can't yeah. use that. And now the one final thing, sales. Sales. And, and I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm actually surprised. I I expect they would use that toggle against me uh more often for like because I was like, I wasn't worried about games, wasn't worried about meta scores. But I was like, yeah, sales, yeah, it might get out so because you know, whatever. Um, but no, Xbox series is actually it's actually for example, think about this. Think about this. Xbox has outsold PlayStation, right? In yeah. the months that PlayStation had had an exclusive banger, they had their biggest two games, two biggest games. Yeah, yeah, so, both of them. So it was like, <laughs> what are you? I'm sorry, man. I have to have some bragging rights there. <laughs> we are we are allowed to wave like the little, like the, <laughs> but uh, hit. Why got a word not coming out this year? <laughs> Because that would be embarrassing. That would be embarrassing. It can't can't come out this year due to the way that these systems are selling right now. Unless PlayStation can get... Listen, man. Once they told me... Once they told me that they were lowering their forecast for systems sold in 2022, I instantly said, "Gotta worry coming out this year." (laughs) (laughs) They ain't go because I didn't expect them to. (laughs) I didn't expect them to lose on a week on a week or a month that Horizon was releasing. Yeah, But but they just haven't had systems. Well, let me. Can I? let me like blow away the pixie magic dust, right. Uh, about the whole console war thing with like, wow, Xbox is winning the biggest difference. I think, and I think both of you might agree with me is last generation, the media and the majority of the gaming community told people don't buy an Xbox. Mm-hmm. Like there's really no reason to buy an Xbox. They're not hitting right. Mm-hmm. Right. This is different. Like this generation, Xbox come out the gate doing really well. They broke records. They've got r- high rated games. They've got a great system. They've got the, even the Series S is really, really enticing. Game Pass is a massive deal. So it's not really about PlayStation stumbling and the high yield thing sucks, right? Or the, mm-hmm. the yield problem. But Xbox is actually doing really, really well. The gaming community knows it. The games media knows it. And they're getting their praise where where due and being told to fix things they need to fix. So it's not really about, this is my speech, it's not really about PlayStation not being as awesome as they were last generation because they're doing mostly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Xbox is finally not just laying there, sitting in the dugout, chewing on sunflower seeds, not paying attention to the game. They're actually off the pine doing work, and um, they've got a lot of ways to go. So <laughs> let me uh, grab a super chat here. Uh, Lord Starkiller, thank you so much for the $10. says, agree with Forte on God of War Ragnarok. If Ragnarok does not launch this September, better wait till early 2023. When more PS5s are available, man, he nailed it word for word. What you said, Hargit Chani, my good friend with the five dollars, says, "What do you guys think about the potential for Breath of the Wild from Nintendo coming this year? Will Switch overtake the PS4 in sales?" Forte, it's the, the only game I believe that could be well. Starfield can too, but I can one hundred percent with confidence say that Breath of the Wild, if it comes out this year, would more than likely win Game of the Year over Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just because, listen, man, Nintendo 
got mm-hmm. that pixie dust that they like to sprinkle <laughs> all over things. And um, there are more people out here that love Zelda than than love Elden Ring. And yeah. if they if they fix anything when it comes to that open world and make it more more full and they it is not just the vast waste like the game was a 97 overall and you can literally no. run from one part of hyrule to the other part and literally not even hit a rock because it was nothing in that open world other than a couple of little bosses if they just populate that map and put some proper dungeons in the game and not just a bunch of um shrines everywhere i still love the shrines but if they just put some dungeons in the game like classic zeldas um that game will win game of the year Dang. I mean, Elden Ring is so... Ah, uh, just so El- good. El- Elden Ring it. Even I chance. like it. Elden Ring yeah. wouldn't have a chance to Zelda release this year. Um, 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 I see Matt in the chat saying Starfield, but... Um, yeah. Um, Starfield I don't know, like, Starfield could win me over more than any other game. Like, there's I, just something when you get into a game like that where you just build your character and you discover and you feel like you're in there. Uh, I don't know. I, we'll see. This Come is how on. I look at it. Uh, it's like... this. I think it's a recency thing, right? So if Starfield comes out, and now Starfield doesn't have to be a 97, 98. If Starfield's nope. even like a 90, 91. That's true. It, Starfield's going to be a, a high 80, I think, maybe a 90. But I uh, think, I no, but saying if it crosses a 90 mark, let's say 91, 92, let's say it, it does that, right? I think it wins game of the year because at the end of the day, they can look at it as like, sure, Elden Ring is great stuff, but technically they... Giving it to Elden Ring is like giving it to Sekiro again. From software already yeah. got their Gotti. So all so like like from software got the same thing with Breath of the Breath of the Wild One is not coming out this year, so I don't really care about that. Yeah, and the same thing with God of War. Even either. if God of War came out, I don't think it's going to be a repeat. God of War upset at Red Dead. Is Sekiro up? To, yeah. up what, yeah. who, did, who did Sekiro up? To? Uh, was there anything? What was the best game? Well, was it uh, Death yeah, Stranding? Sekiro- everybody was. Yeah, yeah, Sekiro beat a PlayStation. Yeah, Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah, Death Stranding, right? Yeah, no, but I think, I think for optics, you know, for for all things said, right, it, 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 and even for Forza Horizon Five, right, that Starfield comes out this year and it hits a ninety nine one, it will get Game of the Year over. I think. Ring. No, you're right. I do think Starfield. Uh, that's why I always preference this off of what we know today. If we talk about the things we know that are actually releasing this year, mm-hmm. Starfield has the best chance. Because as much as I, I, I think people love Horizon, Horizon just got bit in the butt for the second time in a row <laughs> by a game that released that was buried. a ninety-seven overall in the same week that it was releasing, and it, it it's just it's it's heartbreaking because because the game is great and it's amazing. It will yeah, probably really still nice be. Looking. It will probably still be on the stage for game of the year, but it's literally just there as a placeholder because either as of the stuff we know right now, either it's going to be Elder Ring. So far, it's like the best looking game in twenty twenty two. It's literally the right? best. Yeah, it's the best yeah. looking game. But it, right now, it's going to be between Elder Ring because it proved itself on the sales front and in Metacritic, mm-hmm. or it's going to be Starfield because Starfield has the pedigree that pretty much every Bethesda game that they release has been a game of the year nominee. Mm-hmm. And this is like their true first game that is something different outside of what yeah. they normally do. Now, if you start throwing stuff like Breath of the Wild or God of War in there, then you're 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 spreading the pool a way big a lot bigger. And I will tell you right now, nothing beats a Nintendo game, especially when it's got an open world like Zelda. 
So Zelda is a given, but if we don't have that, then I do think Starfield has the absolute best chance of doing it. And more than likely they will, because I think a lot of people are going to overlook the fact that you're in space in this game. And, it, and when you're in the, space, you can do anything. Yeah, and Starfield's like one of the only major games in 2022 that's a new experience. Like Elden Ring's amazing. It's a, another great we, Souls we game. We did that before. We've kind of done that before, but the open world is incredible. It, people love it. And like uh, Fahim was saying in the chat that God of War is going to be awesome. Yes, God of War Ragnarok is going to be awesome. We've done it before, but it's still going to be great. I wouldn't mind playing Red Dead Redemption 3 if it kind of had the same feel. Right. But um, this is right. going to be a new thing. Uh, Kirby is another Kirby game. Uh, help me it. out. GT7 is another GT game. Forza mm -hmm. Motorsports, another Forza. Right? You get what I'm saying? So Redfall and Starfield are two brand new IPs. So... Uh, that's a good time to be on Xbox it's for gonna sure. Be, it's going to be more fun trying to figure out what the Toka Indie game is going to be for this year. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. Because that's the other thing people got to realize. That they, they usually nominate six games, and we know mm -hmm. one's going to be an indie. We yeah, already know be... Horizon is probably going to be, be Tunic? In would it be Tunic unless, like, Replaced comes out? the buzz that it, the other games had. Like, yeah. Well, Replaced is supposed to come out, kid, and that's made by the guy, the people that made... Uh, or the head studio guy that made Limbo and Inside. Okay. And those are really, really well-received. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that could be an indie uh, winner. Uh, Sifu is another indie, oh, right? Oh, yeah, Sifu could, definitely be, Sifu could definitely be in there. <laughs> we whine yeah. and cry a lot, right? But there's been some great games, and we're not even done. I got to get on to this next topic, which is Teo Kim from bloomberg gave his oh personal opinion I can't yeah. on bubblegum kid dude like <laughs> bubblegum kid <laughs> he gave his personal opinion on uh on twitter and he said um in my paraphrase words he says ps5 is going to be kicking xbox's butt this generation this next is actually a direct quote from him he said if y'all think xbox is doing better than ps5 this generation you aren't paying attention sounds exactly like something i would say but the other way around he says PS5 still sells out instantly while Series S and X do not. Also, check the disparity of resale prices on StockX. It's not even close. So the PS5 sells for more on the third-party market, on the resale market. And according to him, and I think Kid Smooth and both Forte can speak on what they've heard and seen, PS5s sell out way faster. Therefore, they're way more desirable, and PlayStation wins. Forte, take this first here. I agree. PlayStation is more popular, and it does sell pretty much when they're available, but they ain't going to sell when they're at nine to $1,000. People don't want to mm. do that because, because let's be for real, they're, they're more available than people think they are. Like, if you want, this is the thing, if you want a PlayStation, you can get one. You just got to jump through a couple of hoops. You know, you got to slap a couple of people on your way to get to it. But it's it's easy to get a PlayStation. You just got to put the work in. Um, but I do think that in general, it's just a bad take because this generation just started. We already proved that Microsoft is here to is here to compete in this generation compared to the five studios we had going through 2017 of last last generation. Yep. You know, once Microsoft and Sony Nadella said we are here in gaming and we're here to compete and we're not done, they ultimately became viable for a lot of people that's all people that's all we wanted as gamers like me you uh smooth everybody we just wanted microsoft to show that we wanted to compete and once they did that 
they show gamers that hey we're willing to go out there and this is before they even have activision uh activision in their back pocket mm-hmm. which they don't have right now wait till we start getting games like call of duty and stuff day and day into game pass mm-hmm. what do you think is going to happen then you know because i always told people it's going to be a moment in history where you literally have to make a decision on what system you want to buy <laughs> you you are you going to buy right. yeah. are you going to go out and yeah. buy a playstation 5 and spend 70 bucks for your call of duty or are you going to buy it on another system that you can literally get into the subscription service maybe for even cheaper because microsoft might not they might have the regular price 60 bucks on their system who knows they mm-hmm. own the ip they can do whatever they want to do mm-hmm. i gotta ask to, you you're gonna have to make i a gotta ask you for What's up? I got to ask you, being on, on the other side of the counter when people yeah. are coming in to make a gaming purchase, are there a lot of people that come in and and just they just buy Call of Duty and that's like really all they game for? Yeah, Because I have friends like that. So if someone comes in, I'll ask you that scenario. Like, does somebody come in and, and say, this is like a future scenario. Yeah. Uh, like, hey, uh, I want to get Call of Duty. And like, and you could say, well, it's basically nothing on Game Pass or you can get it for $70 and get a PlayStation. Like how are they going to make that person like that person, that person's decision? Okay. So let's, let's, let's be for real. Cause we're not going to just drive people to game pass unless they want to be driven to it. (laughs) So we, we we don't do that. So what I'll, I'll just give you the example of what I always do. Person comes in it we'll just, we'll just say in a world where Microsoft owns Activision and it's in game pass and everything. We'll just go with that. Yeah. Yeah. You walk into the store, you ask me, I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. You play call of duty. Well, who do you, who are you playing? Are you playing with your friends? What system do they play on? You're going to find out exactly where they're playing because as much as, Game Pass is definitely the way you should go. Well, I ain't going to say the way you should go because you might like to actually buy your games and stuff. As much as Game Pass is definitely a really good bargain proposition for a lot of people, some people just want to play their games where their friends are. So that's the number one thing you have to think about. It's all my friends on PlayStation. Well, that don't matter because guess what? You can play cross-platform now. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I forgot. So so that's what I'm saying. So so, So in a world where the world we're in now, it doesn't matter what platform you're on. So I'm gonna always tell people, like, yo, let's be for real. Do you want to play 300, 400 plus games at any time that you want to be able to play Call of Duty as long as you're in the subscription service. Never have to buy another Call of Duty for the rest of your life as long as you're in this subscription service. You want to play on Xbox. If you don't mind buying your games and everything like that, buy it on PlayStation. If you want to be able to play with your friends and be in a party chat and stuff like that with them on a PlayStation because that's where they play at, absolutely. Play it on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. But guess what? You can still play on an Xbox and be in that same game with your same friends on a completely different platform while they're paying 70 bucks for their game over there and you have the option to pay 70 over here right that's the key word you have the option to do that over here where on that platform you don't have that option so then you just let them make their own decision at that point oh then you just remind them that all of your accessories that you probably have for your 360 they still work on your xbox series x you don't you ain't got to go out and buy no no new headset or anything like jumping from the 360 to the xbox series that's crazy you you ain't you ain't gotta you ain't gotta buy all that extra stuff if you don't want to you know they got you but in general for the most part people will gravitate to the system that they're familiar with i posted a tweet about three about four or five months it was matter of fact it was right the week the day before activision 
announced that they were being purchased by Microsoft. I posted mm-hmm. a tweet of a person trading in a Call of Duty Black Ops edition PS4. And, I remember. And, and it was funny because I was like, hey, is there something going on with Call of Duty that I don't know about? Because the, the lady, the, she was like, oh, all my friends play Call of Duty on Xbox now. So I'm getting me. She bought an Xbox. She bought an S. Okay. Did, I said, do I said, do you mind, you know, just downloading your game? She said, no, I'm good. I said, well, I'll get you an S then. Got her that. She bought that. And then literally the next day, Activision was announced that they were being bought by Microsoft. <laughs> wow. The, literally the next day. And, and when she like, walked out the front door, there's like a pink poof of smoke. And yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's the go. thing. You know, people got to remember that Activision was um, heavily invested in Microsoft before 2013, before the whole flip. You know, once um, PlayStation took over marketing rights, everything went that way. And I always tell people, people don't realize how powerful third party is. Xbox now has the biggest IP when it comes to third party gameplay, especially for multiplayer. And as soon as they say that game is next gen only, where you think the people are going to go, Cole? Mm -hmm. They're going to go where it's available and whoever can give them a better deal and wherever their friends are playing at. And as of right now, it's split. But who's to say in the next year when Call of Duty is available on a streaming service and you or a platform where you can basically get it on pennies on the dollar at this point, mm-hmm. who's to say that that won't be the thing that sways Xbox to being the market leader at some point? Maybe not the market leader in the world. I don't think they'll ever be like what Sony is when it comes to like Europe and stuff like that, where they just completely dominate the world. But when it comes to the place that they need to dominate, which is in America, Mm -hmm. you know, the place that they were beating what Sony three to one back in the 360 years, Mm -hmm. that's what they're going to need to get back to because this is home ground. People that bought PlayStation threes back then, didn't have a reason to buy an Xbox One. Now Microsoft sure. is giving those same people a reason to buy an Xbox One. Because I mean, yeah. buy an Xbox Series X. They have a reason to because of the things that Microsoft is doing now. Yeah, and they say no generation is the same. And I've said it many times, it's never going to be a repeat of the last generation. And yeah. uh, I got to ask Kid Smooth, like this tale, Kim, where he's so adamant that Xbox is going to get obliterated by PlayStation. Um, you've seen these takes. What's your opinion on it? And uh, where's he sitting in? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't stand this guy. Um, he's he's the only one that gets a freaking golden ticket, a golden pass to talk all this crap on this console. <laughs> where he like, it's just like, he, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. I got to stop being. Uh, the, I don't really care for the uh, the guy and his takes. Um, he's been on it this whole since the the consoles launched. Um, and I just hope Xbox keep you know proving them wrong. I hope the Xbox continue to outsell the PlayStation 5. I don't care how much I don't care about the yields. I don't care how much they're unable to ship. At the end of the day, as long as Xbox keeps outselling PlayStation, um, his take is stupid. So, Because at the end of the day, this whole 2 to 1, 3 to 1, they can't even use the whole 2 to 1 scenario no more because that's it's just not happening. There's no yeah. 2 to 1 ratio here. Um, yeah, is PlayStation selling out fast? Yes, they're, they're selling out and they're selling fast. Um, but I, if I'm Microsoft, I would rather have availability so I can sell on any given day. You know what I mean? Where you got PlayStation, according to Forte, if, if this is true, got to determine, hey, if we don't have this much, so we may not release this game this year. Like, I think that's, that's kind of stupid. Nice. You're making decision on should you release a major game 
if you depending on how many consoles you have out on Series um, where Xbox got nicked for saying, well, we're not leaving Xbox behind when theoretically their way of saying that was saying, hey, yeah, we actually are. You, we're just going to bring you over through the cloud. Um, they have been stringing their customers along for a year and four months saying yeah. you're going to get the, the next generation experience on the PlayStation. And here's the big games that are coming. Of course, everything's been delayed and it's out of. But just imagine if you're Sony Santa Monica and you're almost ready to ship this game and your platform <laughs> tells you, can you just wait? We don't have enough consoles. That would infuriate me because you know that Sony Santa Monica wants to go to PC day and date. They would love to do that. And PlayStation is, oh man, I got to get some supers uh, before we get on to the next thing. Uh, Capono5150 says, sleeping on the carpet made a man out of me. And I think maybe he might be referring to uh, being poor <laughs> made him stronger, and now he's enjoying great games. Maybe I, that would that, that would be my guess. Uh, Yodana Kizada gave out a code for Resident Evil Village on Xbox uh, about 20 minutes ago. So, Yodani, thank you so much for doing that. There's a rumor that that's coming to Game Pass. Wait, I need to finish it. I'm like on the last bits of it. That's What's a rumor. The- I I've been hearing what? about that. Resident Evil Village. Oh, that makes Resident sense. Evil Eight. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's true. Uh, Z-Black Rider, thank you so much for the Canadian $10. Says, too many catfish, PlayStation Media trying to Spain. <laughs> there, just to, uh, uh, We won't go into it, but just to give you an idea of what's going on, there's been a bunch of PlayStation fan accounts that are posing as girls to try to gain followers. And a couple of them are like, all right, I'm just kidding. I was really a guy. Don't do that. Just just be you. Learn to be you and and make some friends. And if you if, whatever you want to be. Whatever you want to be, just just make some friends. Don't do the don't do it just to get people mad in the console war. Leave that to Kid Smooth and I and Forte yell at us. Anyway, uh, David Kirkhoff with the uh, uh, five. I forgot that sign already. Darn it! Uh, thank you so much for the five. He says if Xbox has remakes of Viva Pinata cameo, they will dominate this gen. People are asking for Viva Pinata. Highlander zero zero one with the five dollars says as a father with kids, only thing I do not like about Game Pass is no family plan. I heard that family plan is coming, but wait, hold on. I forgot. Oh, Highlander. I hope you know that at least you can share your game pass library with um, another console in the house. So if you own game pass, you can share it with one person. You can also have more than one person logged in as long as your main account or one of them's logged in. Right. Yeah. As long as you, yeah, whatever your system. So, like perfect example, I share with my daughter upstairs. My Xbox doesn't have a home uh, account a tie to it. Even as long as I'm logged in, I can play any game I want because it's my games. It's, I'm logged into my account, but my account, the system upstairs, anybody that plays on that system, since my account is the main one up there, even if they're logged in on different accounts, they can play whatever they want to play. Game Pass games, games I own. So that's basically how you can get around the whole sharing thing, but you can do it. But Microsoft definitely does need to get the uh, the family account out. Like, so if Nintendo got it out, Microsoft mm-hmm. needs to have one. <laughs> Good old Nintendo, yeah. Um, one bad mother, how you doing, buddy? With the five dollars super says Forte, I'm showing my son the GameStop manager he met over the weekend is live on an Xbox show right now. Great show, friends. That's yeah. awesome. Shout out Forte's to one famous. bad man. He lives literally like 15 minutes from. Me. He came up to the store the other day just to come hang out. And he's a good dude, man. I, I love one bad. 
I want us all to hang out someday. Now that things are kind of getting back to normal, we got to get together around E3 next year or something. Something. Titan Drago's in the chat. He uh uh <laughs> he said America F yeah his 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 thing got uh, hidden, but yeah, that's cool. That's fine. It's cool that he put the uh the uh I don't know the the censored thing. So that, that's cool. I like that. Uh, you, the chat's awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's Teo Kim. It's just kind of weird to see a journalist and actually we saw a journalist for Xbox get a little bit console worry uh, when someone was saying that Elden Ring took the, took the thunder away from horizon forbidden West. So it's not a good look um, to try and make those comparisons and kind of have those hot takes, but that's where we're sitting. Let's talk about, I would talk about FSR. Let me just say FSR, right? I did a video Mm -hmm. on it on Sunday. I'll just say this. It allows the developers to turn on an algorithm and run it in the game engine um, on any game engine, on any uh, Radeon, NVIDIA, or the new consoles, PS5 and Xbox, where it will allow you to get what looks like native 4K and double the frame rate in some instances. So this is something we're going to see because we're still in cross-gen like you guys are talking about, right, kid? How a lot yeah. of these games were made for the PS4, and so they didn't, they weren't using these things because they're in the middle of this long um workflow where they're not using these advanced features just trying to get the game shipped make sure it's working so that will be good so we won't talk about that but everwild is a game from rare and it sounds like they're using some advanced ai techniques in this game where that'll be very reactive kid i don't know if you are excited about elden ring or or up oh, sorry uh everwild or if it's one of those <laughs> things you're like i don't know let's see how it turns out where are you sitting with elder ever wild so everybody yeah it's like i i would like to see more of it but ever since the whole they you know they announced it in 2019 um, we saw it again in um 2020 i believe yes and then um we hear the reports they said they don't know what they're doing with the game it's just kind of like that unknown so i, I kind of my hype went away from it it's, it's crazy because it was like the first next generation game shown um mm-hmm. And um, so I, I mean, I would like for them to, I would like to see it come to light to see what they, what they do with it. Um, but I really don't have like a, a, I guess a feel for the game because I don't know what they're doing. Um, to my, to my understanding, it's like they, I guess they're trying to try a whole see a thieves thing where they kind of just give you this blank canvas instead of it being in the middle of the ocean as pirates, you're in the middle of the wilderness as yeah you know tree summoners i don't know but um i think <laughs> that, hey, that might, that might be it, that if, if they if they execute it right it might actually work out you know what i mean um because i haven't quite executed the sea of thieves the way i wanted i uh, wanted to even though the game yeah. is like massive it's alive it has the i think one of the most players most players from well, like the xbox games right it's crazy um, yeah. but um i think um if they if I think if they show something and they at least get us to a preview state, I think they'll it'll be a promising because it did look interesting. It's just the fact that it, it just seemed like it had no direction. So I want to know what they're going to mm-hmm. do with it. Yeah, and they are retooling things. Um, Forte, what do you know about Everwild, and uh, do you care? Uh, right now, um, not really. Um, it's it was a cool looking um, CGI trailer that we saw back in twenty twenty. Um, mm-hmm. Once they said that they were redoing, they basically scrapped it. They wanted to redo the ground from the ground up because you clearly can't be excited for something you don't even know what the heck it is. 
Yeah. Like, what right. Is it? Right. So that was the biggest thing for me. Like, is it something that was cool and I was interested in? Yeah. Cause I really love that whole, uh, cell shaded uh technology that they use and stuff like that i think is really really cool but until they come out and give me what the actual what the game actually is and that's you know that's the that's the thing for me it's just like with starfield uh as much as i am super excited to play that game it's something that i still like what are we doing i mean other than we know it's got fallout and you know, stuff like that in it. But until I actually see it, it's kind of hard to like just jump in and say, oh my God, I can't wait to play it. I don't even know what you're going to be doing. What yet. if this kind of, uh, this epiphany hit me? What, what if Everwild is a more immersive, um, more slightly grown up with, because it's supposed to have combat. That's one yes. of the things like, they didn't go back to like, go from ground from the, the you know, go back to the whiteboard and, and wipe and start over. But they realized that it, didn't have it needed a conflict so what if everwild is a living breathing more mature mechanic like viva pinata where you're building <laughs> you're working with these wild creatures that you're discovering yeah you're discovering a huge fish that shoots frogs out you know that lets frogs out of his mouth and you tame these creatures and you get them to work and you have to figure out what they do and what they can do to build your village and it's like and you zoom the camera out and you come in and you go out and explore and it's like a more immersive more full-bodied uh viva pinata type of game does that make sense i i love viva pinata that, yeah that actually i mean i he he sold the game for us. Yeah, if that was the case. The that's the coach, case. Tell yeah. him to hire you. Tell him to hire you. Because so. Viva Pinata is like was like a big game, like for like Xbox. So I'm it surprised was Animal Crossing before Animal yeah. Crossing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just imagine, but like, you've got this open world, and um, you just have to you go out and discover creatures, and you have mm-hmm. to find out what they can do. Because we saw like the animal put his tail around a tree and pull it mm-hmm. down, and you're like, well, obviously they're gonna pull the tree down, and you have to craft like you would in a crafting game because they call it like a god mode game and or god world game and if this is a game where it's you think of like how you do things of eva pinata but it's more like a wildlife and and nature thing where it's not based off of fluffy pinatas that are named after food and creatures um knowing rare's pedigree this could be something really really interesting that maybe we weren't interested in before i don't know i actually i've a video concept in the work and you guys have kind of helped me come to this understanding. I'm going to talk about that more in a dedicated video, but yeah. I was with you guys. I'm not excited about Everwild, but when I think about what that could be, yeah, it could really win over millions and millions of people. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, they can, uh, they can definitely go full board where it just comes down. I mean, look, they were able to take something like Sea of Thieves and everybody was like, this has nothing in it. The cracking was lacking. The water is the best looking thing in the game. Yeah, that's I what, know. That's, that's, what, that's what they were able to do. But guess what? I always told people when you, day one, when they latched on to the streaming community, I knew the game was going to be fine. Because that was the thing that was keeping the game going. People were streaming it. People it were loving popular it. popular for streaming, yeah. yeah. For, for yeah. real streamers and stuff. So even when a new, every time a new update came out for the game, the big streamers would stream it. So I was like, oh, this game is going to be fine. Because sooner or later, there's going to be so much content in the game. Every you, There's no way you're going to be able to ignore it. So they just built on it little by little. And I'm not trying to say every game should be like that. Because we definitely want feature-filled games day one. 
But uh, this does give hope that whatever they're doing with Everwild can definitely be something that could hit with a lot of people if they do it right. Yeah, just imagine the oh, you guys are so right. Just imagine the the people on Twitch where you tune in and you just watch what they're doing today. Like yesterday, they built all this stuff and they discovered all this and like. That whole thing with Animal Crossing, my kids play Animal Crossing, and I don't even really understand the game. All I know is it's amazing, and the people love it. Like, the millions and millions of people love it because it just has something that just people, I don't know, like, Everwild could do some of those it's things. It's a work schedule game. That's what it is. <laughs> so, Literally, yeah, that's, that's uh, what that game is, a work schedule game. That's pretty crazy. Um, we got to talk about Spartacus because I my prediction is Thursday afternoon okay. – Knowing PlayStation, Thursday afternoon, we're going to get like this this information about the new streaming service. I'm going to start with Kidsmooth, and then uh, we'll fold it into Forte. Kidsmooth, yeah. what is your strongest prediction of what this service will be and what it won't be? I think the it, audience. Will, it will be a, a PlayStation Plus. <laughs> That's what they're probably going to do. call it. PlayStation Plus in this little tears. Is going to be a direct competitor game pass without the first party day and date. It's um, I think what it will do is I think it would actually it's based on what we're hearing for the rumors of what you're getting, your typical PlayStation Plus is going to increase in price. That's okay. how I see it. I it's based on a tier at the end of the day. If, it, Something's going to increase, and it's going to be PlayStation Plus. Um, I don't know what they're adding to the tiers. Sure, dem- paying for uh, – I know they're adding demos, which part of a probably a, a mid-tier or a platinum-tier grade. Um, game streaming, that this is where they're going to unlock backwards compatibility, finally, um, via streaming. But I think they are going to have – now. Like I said, this is why it's going to compete with Game Pass. They're going to launch it, and it's going to have some actual hits in there. It may have some new games in there. It won't be first-party games, but it will be, like, games, like, big, you know, for big example. Third like third party? Yeah, I think they I think they could get it. They will have a big third-party or two game to help kick it off to get people yeah. to drive interest. So, and if they're going to do remotely, I don't think they're going to change all this just to be a subpar uh, subscription. <sighs> Um, so I think they do. I don't know who's going to be, but you got to look at their partners who's partnered with them. Who, what games haven't gone to like Game Pass that you probably would think? Um, so you look at you know, Square Enix is supported heavily. Look at, um, yeah. we'll see what maybe uh, Capcom uh, com to uh, throw a game, maybe resonate instead of us hearing this rumor about Village going to Game Pass, maybe it's going to Spartacus, like you right. know, true. Like, true. I think that's a scenario what happens. I do think they're going to hit with a big splash. Um, and I do think the pricing is going to turn people off, not because it's going to be expensive, because somebody's existing service is going to get an increase through this. Okay. Okay. Um, so it doesn't sound extremely different. Where do you think it's going to be, Forte? Uh, I think uh, Smooth hit it right on the head. I do think that you will get a bunch of games in this service that are going to be mostly streaming due to the backwards compatibility of it. I think um, still all the way up to PS3, that's the only way you're going to get that. I do huh. think, I don't know if they're going to raise the price of of Plus unless Plus doesn't become a thing anymore. 
Like unless they make it so the only which I don't see them doing because because I could just online. I could just imagine the firestorm that would happen if they basically say if you want to play play online, the only way to get it is if you're a part of the new subscription service, which probably wouldn't go over too well. But I do think um when you look at just how much uh plus cost plus what um now costs. 10 bucks each normally 60 bucks over the course of the year for both of them you Mm -hmm. are going to be looking at probably a little bit more in that now the whole game demo thing is the most ridiculous thing in the world to me why (laughs) in the world why do i have to subscribe to any service for a demo yeah any no it's like i gotta ask you forte like how many developers are going to allow their games to be demoed for two hours or four hours or whatever it could be. I just don't see it even being possible. Yeah, because games aren't that, that long. Yeah, yeah, it's not that long. The biggest thing for me, it just comes back to, <laughs> if it's especially if it ends up being, like like Smooth said, an actual competitor to Game Pass, what's better than a demo, Coat? Actually playing the full game, right? Yeah, but I mean, so think what, about what it. Is game think how many developers the whole would game want- day and day? And now, the only thing I will say is if they're doing something like, ea access or, e- or ea play does where you get early mm-hmm. access to the game and all of the stuff transfers over and that's what they mean by demo i can see that but when you name it as like a demo and you say well you get access to it at this tier i'm like well first of all you shouldn't be paying for demos demos should be something that is natively on your mm-hmm. system 360 did that for the whole entire of the generation you could just download a game demo and play it as much as you want it so i i, I hate that idea that they're doing some people are going to love it but i can't stand it but, but in general it, go ahead go ahead here's the question um how many developers are going to want people to have a couple hours free access to their game i don't think every developer wants that they don't make demos for a reason i think it's not just because of the extra work but unlocking a game for the first two hours there may be so many developers who are yeah. like i don't want someone playing my game for the first two hours yeah, they don't want to see how go, broke oh, that's, the game that's is. pretty good i'm gonna go buy it when it's on sale well they don't want to see might... how they don't want to see how broke the game is for the first yeah. two hours either so now nowadays demos come out after the game launch <laughs> facts. that's true yeah. facts so do you so, think the demo thing offering a demo on a tier is as a unsubstantiated rumor or i don't think it's an unsubstantiated rumor i actually think it might be a thing i just feel like i shouldn't be paying that should be something native that you get for just being on playstation yeah i shouldn't and you can't you should, offer should, that unless you're paying extra like they can't say oh it's in ps plus that you're already paying for you're still paying for a demo right that's what yeah, you're saying yeah exactly yeah it, it should just be something if you own just like they gave like shout out to playstation just like everybody that bought a playstation 5 got mm-hmm. access to the playstation collection mm-hmm. you got literally no no strings attached you had a library of games at your fingertips that is tied to your your psn id yeah, it should be the yeah. same thing for demos you shouldn't have to pay a, a freaking amount of anything for a demo you should now if they want to tie it now if they want to say we're going to add this as a plus feature like playstation plus okay fine but it shouldn't be tied to your brand new service to get but if they that, tied that to plus, like I said, you're already paying for demos. Well, no, I agree. You're still paying for demos, <laughs> but at least, but at least that way, yeah. I could kind of in my mind, I can say, okay, fine. I guess I'm fine with that. But I just don't feel like that should be a thing. But outside of everything else, I think um, Kit knocked everything else out the park. It just really comes down to what mm-hmm. the prices is going to be, because uh, let's be for real, um, 
that leak photo that was going around that was absolutely wrong because somebody right. needs to definitely check their photoshop skills in their in their in their um their grammar it didn't look nice it didn't yeah. look too good yeah. but it wasn't consistent it, it yeah. really did get me thinking though what would the price of this be because we've seen what xbox game pass ultimate cost for three months 44 dollars over the course of three months what is mm-hmm. something like this going to cost? And uh, I was talking to another friend. You're not going to see anything as a yearly subscription to this because guess what? Microsoft doesn't do that either because the sticker shock of how much Xbox Live Ultimate or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate will cost is $180 over a year. Nobody yeah, wants to go out and say <laughs> this is how much our subscription service is for an entire year. $180. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. So I'm more interested in what the price of this thing is. It going to? It's so weird. Be. Like, let's. I I can understand the how 180 sounds ridiculous, but if you look at, if you wanted to sign up in t- the beginning of 2022, they're like 180 dollars gets you the full year of Xbox Live. It gives you Game Pass, which has about 400 day uh, games, right? Plus Game Pass PC and then cloud gaming, right? Like it comes with all this, but you if you're looking at Xbox, you're like, okay, I got Redfall. That's a 60 dollar game. I got Starfield, that's a $60 game. And then I've got Forza Motorsport, that's a $60 game. Like right there, that pays for Game Pass Ultimate. Plus, yeah. there's all the games that are coming. It's like, oh, look, uh, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, maybe that's just a, it's that saying 180 yeah. sounds. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. And I did the same thing when it comes to um, when EA, um, EA Play for PC. I bought a, I I played Star Wars over there because I wanted to get the uh, early access and play mm-hmm. it, you know, full. And I was able to say, oh, I can get two. I already know two EA games I'm getting. I was getting Battlefield 2042, and I was getting um, what's the name? So I was like, oh, that's 120 bucks. I already made my money back, so no question, no no problems there. But you got to remember, Coat e, Disney Plus doesn't give you a year subscription they don't say 95 dollars for the entire year at disney plus yeah. they don't do it yeah they just say yeah. 7.99 a month you know why yeah, they i mean do that's that? just basic because that's it's a basic but, retail yeah but but that's just the fact that you know people <laughs> we think on the grander scale of how much money we're going to spend down the line because we spend thousands of dollars on our hardware systems games controllers mm-hmm. all the controllers behind you on your on your shelf underneath your records and stuff yeah. though mm-hmm. though see you're not the target per- they know you're going to look beyond that they know you're going to be oh let me see oh microsoft lets me stack xbox game pass for up to three years you're going to be the person that does that because you yep, can, and I did because I did too. All <laughs> yeah. of us on this panel did. But guess what? The normal person is out there paying fifteen dollars a month or ten bucks a month for Xbox Game Pass, and I'm just really interested to see how much this thing is going to cost for Sony because that's going to be the that's going to be the make or break for them. Because if they're not going to have games day and date, which I don't think they're going to, I don't think Dimbo should be a part of a subscription service because you should yeah. just get those natively. So what is the reason to have the subscription service other than to just saying that you can get I the know. same games you got on PlayStation or Xbox? I mean, it can only it can only be a bundling of what they're already offering, and they already and give you the PlayStation collection on PS Five. So you, yeah, so all like what games- is the draw? Like, I know in the chat they were talking while you guys were explaining this. They're like, why does PlayStation have to copy what Xbox is doing? Yeah, and this is the whole thing where Michael Pactor was on RDX. Michael Pactor, yeah, shout out to Michael Pactor. He's a, he's a 
great personality and a smart guy. He said some crazy stuff that people just kind of have to figure out where this is coming from. But PlayStation has to do a subscription service. And yes, they are copying Xbox, but you have to look around you. Subscriptions are hot. They are absolutely hot. They are no one is no one is using cable anymore. They've got all these subscriptions. Your music, your TV, your movies, and your games are all on a monthly subscription, and they're they're hot because I think everyone realizes they're getting a good value. I pay for Netflix, Hulu, Paramount Plus, uh, Amazon Prime Video, music, and Spotify, and I love what I get out of those. Plus Xbox Game Pass, so. Some I mean, people in your kid. said some good ones too, though. They said like they could roll Crunchyroll and stuff into the subscription, which I think would actually yeah. be a, if they were to, with them having such a really big uh, component when it comes to anime and movies, if they were to roll stuff like that into it, like you get like the next Spider Man that comes out um, day and day, you can stream it directly from your account. If they do stuff like that, then that's something completely different. Because they yeah, have uh, they have the ability to do something that Microsoft can't do in that regard because they don't have that type of arm attached mm. to the company. I I gotta ask kid like what do you think PlayStation is how they're sitting because they refuse to go day and date with their first party they mm. refuse to go to PC right away and now they're finally getting subscriptions so in your opinion where are they sitting right now currently with this? Um, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. The thing is, is that they don't want to commit the way Xbox committed because they know their bread and butter is you know selling games, blockbuster uh, sales, and that's kind of what, what carries them. Um, so it's risky. They don't know the risk. That's a good looking controller. Um, yeah, keep talking. Controller. <laughs> they don't know the. They don't know. They they don't know the risk, and they don't want to put their uh, pretty much in that case deflate their sales potential on their games right um and i think they're in a situation right now where the playstation 5 is is one of the hottest consoles out however Mm -hmm. they can't replicate the sales that they had with god of war 2018 uh horizon zero dawn days gone they can't do that at with their current console units unless they start launching dnd on pc which is an option they have to start looking at as well and it, until because we don't know when they're they're going to get the console situation sorted out um but i don't know i feel like uh playstation throwing their they're, they're throwing their hats at many different things see what works they know the subscription mm-hmm. is coming up on them because look it, it isn't take two doing a subscription as well and gta is doing a subscription like it's like everybody Ubisoft is. has their subscription at some point you, you places either have to get all these subscriptions on their platform or they have to do a subscription themselves. Like, and they have to look at it like this one. Like, hey, we make some of the best games. We should have the most popular subscription service. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just, I, I have a feeling that if they they do this announcement on Thursday, that it's just not going to land. I don't know. I just don't see it doing anything that's going to excite people. But kid, are are they going to react? Are the places you guys going to react? Like all of a sudden, subscription services are amazing. <laughs> yeah, it depends. It really all depends. So it depends on the impact of backwards compatibility if they're getting anything new and the third party games that go in there that are like newish. Because then that they will use that as oh, better than Game Pass. Da 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 da. So that as long as they have something that Game Pass doesn't they will flock to it and then they will be supported. So that yeah. whole support to death thing goes out the window. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, 
the chat was asking me about the the controller the purplish blue one is a hex controller it's a knockoff in a, such a good way of the elite controller it's got the weight it's got the extra buttons on the back <laughs> where was i um i put a link to it it's actually very very cool they sent it to me uh the company nice. did and i love the but as a battery well so i can put my chargeable pack in the back nice. um i really like it but let me say real quick this is the one that xbox sent me and i don't know it's not going to show up on camera but i had them write ecstasy podcast on it oh, i don't yeah. know if that if that shows up um no on yeah, the uh, 1080p cool. uh screen yeah. and with the with the light but anyway i just basically my... built the electric green one with uh i modified the i did white stick? triggers yeah i broke it punching it this is my kid smooth controller Broke. Oh yeah, I love that one. Punch yeah. it. What, what game are you playing from software? Uh, um, Returnal. No, uh, on Xbox. Uh, damn, I, I was streaming. I were was you at least doing a challenge for that before you broke it? There was something was, I was gonna say. I don't think it was related. Uh, <laughs> you guys got me talking. The chat got My me bad. talking about the controller. Um, we were talking about the subscription services and PlayStation. Um, oh. Uh, that they're just not doing day and date. Yeah, it's just there's you have to bring people in, give them. I'll say this: if if PlayStation announced that their service was it was about the old services, let me get mm-hmm. that first. So, uh, in the chat, Kryptonite Soul said, "Why are you guys acting like subscriptions are new to PlayStation?" Yeah, they're not. They did PlayStation View for TV mm-hmm. that failed and was canceled. They did PlayStation Now since 2015. It hasn't even really taken off. They've been, they've got like about five million subscribers over mm-hmm. five years. So the problem is they've got the subscriptions. They're just not doing it right. They like, just got to promote it. Imagine promote logging it. on to Netflix and they're like Stranger Things season four, and like it, it comes out like we're we're not going to give it to people uh, for for two years. Like it's day and date. And I know that's the only place you can get Netflix content, but. The whole allure is having great new content, even very new content, even if it doesn't have to be day and date. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's, I don't know. I just think they need to offer that if they want to hit really hard. I don't know why this is going to be an announcement. They're just bundling. If they're not saying we're going to PC day and date, or they're not saying we're going to put our games in this subscription service. Cause imagine here's what happened. If this thing on Thursday, if it happens, if they say, we're going to put all of our great PlayStation titles day and date on uh, on project on Spartacus or whatever. You know how many people would subscribe? They say, you're going to get great games like the new Horizon Forbidden West, the new GT7 game, and the upcoming God of War Ragnarok. They would pull in probably 10 million subs that would upgrade from PS Plus to this new service within the first year easily. It would be a massive deal. You know what they could actually do um, to give themselves some thunder immediately um, without actually still putting first party in there day and date is launching this service on PC day and date with the console because that would be a shock because nobody is expecting it to be on um, PC. And um, that's they could fast track all those pending games that's going to PC on the PC with this service. Um, I don't know if they do it through steam or through their own launcher but that's because you're not going to compete with game pass even even i don't care how many places five you sell you're not going to get as many subscribers and i think mm-hmm. if you're on pc you can you'll enter way closer there but i think that would be a bigger deal 
if they say they announced the service for PlayStation 5 and PC and um and then they're on right at that point boom PCs PlayStation games access to PlayStation games just immediately because I expect first party games to be in the service it just won't be like Horizon for the Bit and West it will be Zero Dawn it will be freaking mm. Something like uh, Returnal will be in there. Re- Returnal will probably be in there. Yeah, like and Clank. Mm, yeah, the games that didn't sell. That's so weird because the subscription <laughs> services can make them more money. Um, shout out to uh, Face Twenty Three Brooklyn, New York, who was talking to me and and on a DM, and he says, "I don't think they're going to do day and date on this thing." And I said, "They should." I said, "Think about this: if you sell Horizon Forbidden West." Uh, Grand Turismo 7 and uh, God of War Ragnarok only on the PlayStation consoles. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say in the first year you sell like, t- I-, I had the math written somewhere. Let's uh, I don't remember what it was, but if you sold like 10 million total of those three games in one year, one year of a f- $15 a month subscription service would make them 10 times more money than just selling the game outright. And of course, over the course of two or three years, Horizon Forbidden West, Grand Turismo 7, and God of War will still make sales and maybe get up to 30 million or 40 million combined for all three games. Maybe, right? Maybe. But still, three years down the road, if you were just on subscription service, if you had um, 40 million people on PlayStation's new service and you got past Game Pass, like that residual, residual revenue stream makes way more money for PlayStation than just selling the game outright. So, uh, this is something that people don't understand, but uh, we'll see what happens. But you know, I'm excited. Yeah, you know what the, the interesting, cool thing? We all know that Grand Theft Auto um, just started there, or they are starting their subscription right. service for online. Why do you think they're doing that? They already sell. <laughs> the game has sold over 110 million copies. So you would think that money isn't an issue for for um, Rockstar or for Take Two when it comes to that, but they're doing it because they they rather say we want to get you for six dollars a month than have you go out and buy an extra copy of the game where you get more credit for twenty dollars. Yeah. They rather you they rather say we rather get you for six dollars, give you five hundred thousand credits every month. Instead of you buying shark cards and extra copies of the game to get more currency, they'd rather you do that. So mm-hmm. that just lets you know, long it's like it's the unknown. People don't realize it's like, yes, this game has sold this many copies and this model works for them, but it's the unknown of how long is that going to last for? We don't know how long people are going to be going and willing to keep spending money on shark cards. But guess what? If we get them into an ecosystem where they're paying monthly, we know what that recurring revenue looks like. And guess what? They can make it as lubricant or as um, uh, and give you as many stuff in that service as they want. Look at what Game Pass does. Paramount Plus for 30 for um for a month. They gave you they gave you Discord Nitro for three months. They gave you, I forget what's the newest Disney thing. Disney Plus they gave yeah. you, they gave you a lot of stuff. Yeah. They give you a lot of stuff. So think about it. All that stuff for just your subscription, stuff that adds up over the course of not just having the service. People talk about how much they save $180 over the course for some of us, but for the most part, $180 over the course of a year 
to get all access to all of this stuff. But mm-hmm. you're not even talking about the apps and stuff that they're giving you, the different uh, benefits and discounts you're getting on everything else inside. They got me into Spotify. Yeah, yeah Spotify you know, for six months. Something I have like to that. dispel a myth because it's something that Xbox fans have dealt with a lot being Game Pass subscribers. Is Someone in the chat said that they want to hold the value. They want to keep that value of PlayStation games that they're so sacred that they, you know, that they don't just give them away. But what people forget is literally a year after their biggest bangers come out, they sell them as PlayStation hits for $20. So it's kind of an asinine thing to say that they don't want to put their games on a subscription service because it devalues the wonderful branding ID of how amazing and sacred they are. Absolutely not. Because when Phil Spencer says, we want to provide more games more often, like every quarter have a AAA game and yep. more often have more games going to the Game Pass. He's not saying that for Xbox fans to say, hey, we got lots of games coming to you. He's saying that because he goes, if we get these people in the service, they're going to be super happy and continue to stay there, enjoying it and happily paying because they're getting a great value and they're getting great new games. And if PlayStation got into a situation where their sacred, beloved, wonderful, high-rated games, which I really like a lot of them, if those are in a subscription service day and date, they will destroy Game Pass because it will be such a massive platform of people who are already ready to come over. And if you're all those people on PlayStation who are paying for PlayStation Plus, if they're saying, hey, for $5 more a month, you don't have to buy God of War Ragnarok when it comes out. It's going to come with all those other games you get. We could talk about it forever. Let me grab a couple supers and uh, we'll roll up here. Um Let's see. Boba Fett Gaming says, be nice and hit the like button. I don't ask on my show often enough, but hit the like button and get that like uh, up to 500. I don't know if it's possible. You guys are so amazing. Over 600 people who are checking out the show here with Kid Smooth and Forte and Ham Solo 5 Gaming with the $2 says, Gaming Forte, Kid Smooth. Sup? Great to see you here. So great to have these guys. Yeah, yeah. Good friend, right? It's so good good to have you guys here. Does really good interviews, too. Well, There you go. I'm going to check that out. Pushy Polygons with the $10 Super Chat says, Cole and panel, how many people do you think will still be buy something physically once they played it in streaming? Paramount Plus is releasing a Trex Director's Cut exclusive there first and then retail. Uh, oh, l- let me finish. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this, uh, both of you, since he says yeah. the panel, obviously. Um, there, was a, there was a bad take from a PlayStation guy that doesn't like Xbox or Game Pass. Kid knows who I'm talking about. And he said... After five years of paying for Game Pass, y'all have spent $900 for five years and you have nothing to show for it because you don't own any of those games. So, Kid and Forte, uh, how often do you replay all these games you buy and what do you think about the whole owning thing in this juncture? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Go oh, ahead. Wow. wow. Oh, my God. So, that's a horrible take. I mean, do he feel like, I mean, how long has this dude been renting an apartment? Versus owning a house. I mean, how? What do you have to show for it after the the after you've moved out after five years? Nothing. But uh, like, no. What I'll say is that I there I before Game Pass, I I still have a bunch of. I think I own about maybe five hundred or so games digitally on sure, my Xbox. Yeah. That that just just on between like two hard drives. There they're there. How often mm. do I go back to them? No, nah, unless Xbox decides to FPS boost it or something like that, that's when I'll revisit it or something like that. But, dude, I don't sit there and just like I don't I don't get I don't sit there and look at my digital game like, look what I, I own, it. I own it. <laughs> like own it kind of sucks because we spend a lot of money on games and yes. it's not a knock. Like there's just a lot of them we don't go back to. Like maybe 
I'm going to say 80 or 90%. I don't go back to yeah, your dude, replay if, it, if it's not a multiplayer game, like for example, I've played Halo Guard, Halo Five Guardians for years. I played Chief mm-hmm. Collection for years. I played Gears Five and Gears Four for years. I'm going to play Halo Infinite for years. So I those games and Forza Horizons, I'm gonna go back for years because they have replayability. Your typical games, right? As much as I love the Outer Worlds, I don't think I'm going to play it again after that. Yeah, I won't either. Another, I don't think I have no really reason to. I mean, I I mean, yeah, I won't play it again. Hellblade, I'm not going to play it again. I've Hey, what 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 uh, other game? Psychonauts two. Love the game. I'm not going to play it again. Yeah, I beat it. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to. It's like so. I don't. Yeah. So my pretty my money's working for me. Instead of paying sixty bucks and seventy dollars for these games to beat them and not play them again, I played those games in my subscription in a respectable amount of time. It's like Psychonauts came out. I think I I, I beat it within the week. That. <laughs> Sure. Games pass well spent. Like, like I, I don't understand. Like the the medium, the asset, the accent when those were in Game Pass. Like game, my Game Pass dollars was working because I would have went into the same thing had I bought those games with my own, like outright or played them Game Pass. The experience didn't change. Right. I was right. either going to play yeah. it and drop. There's games that I bought full blown sixty dollars special editions that I complete dropped and it just completely stuck in my backlog. Stuck in my backlog that I spent money on. I wish that was a Game Pass game because then I would have felt less about it. Instead of, wow, I did not on my game. <laughs> there goes another controller. Forte, how about you? I mean, I, I really don't want to like get this thing like, hey, we don't have to, we know we don't pl- replay our games, but it is Play, kind of a uh, weird. Uh, yeah. weird admittance so, but so let, let's let's take a look at something here you know because you know good old capture car can pull up some stuff let's oh, look yeah. let's, uh-huh. let, let's let's look at the library real quick you know oh i love that look at know, this guy he's look, like high tech look at all this look, look at like this xbox is in light mode though he's using light mode yeah is it like yeah i need to put it in light mode but you know i don't keep you, a lot of games installed either yeah, yeah yeah i don't have a lot of games installed but you know it, it's just a it's just a list yeah. of games that you yeah. know everybody xbox pretty much no owns games. You know, Xbox got games, you know, you know, these are all games that are just sitting on a system that somebody owns. You know, you can see, you know, games that are installed, you know, because, you know, you don't really need too many of them installed because, you know, you mm-hmm. only can play one at a time. But let's be for real here. I don't I don't get the take on when people say stuff like that, because it absolutely makes no sense to me. It's like. Who cares if you replay? Some games are meant to be replayed. Some games aren't meant to be replayed. Like I replay Mass Effect all the time, but I know a lot of people that plays it one time and that's it. You know, it just really just comes down to you. Gears of War. I'm not. I'm a. I'm a huge Halo fan. I'm not a really huge Gears of War fan. So I'll play through Gears of War once. I'll play through a Halo game Mm -hmm. two or three times. But um, I think just in general, it just comes down to the games that you enjoy. Play those. And who cares what everybody else thinks? I play Destiny 90% of the time. This game that's sitting on my dashboard is literally 90% of the time. Like, look, look, it's not even funny because if I was to go, okay, go to the game card one more time. Once again, for people that don't know, let's 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 see. Pull this back up. Oh man, people, I love it. People, people that don't know, let's pull up the game card. We go to you know your your boy. Where is it at? You go all the way over here. You Uh-oh. go over here. Click on this. Click on profile. Click. Oh, on I social. don't want to see how. I don't want to see the time. So click on social. We'll go, we'll go down Uh-oh. to the game itself and <laughs> oh, understand. Oh no! 
Here it comes. I'm going to guess. Whoa, Wait, is this Destiny 2? 183 days. 183 days on one game. Let me pull up the old Windows calculator. 183. Yeah, go ahead. Pull it up. That's just Destiny 1. I mean, Destiny 2. Destiny, I don't even want to look down what? the list for oh. Destiny 2. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. 4,300 hours. 4,300 hours. But like, well, once again, people play Ooh. what... Listen, people <laughs> play what they want to play. And I have... <laughs> it's ridiculous how much I play that game. But um, listen, it doesn't oh matter. Oh, my gosh. But Cope, welcome to the world of knowing exactly how much I play that game. I told you I lost some good friends that just they never they never left the tower and uh I moved on. Uh I think I ditched Destiny to play the pre-sequel because of a YouTuber it that takes us a very special them. game to make me come yes, up it is. Halo, Halo you know, did it. Halo did it. I, God of War did it. I don't like Destiny, but one thing I do like is that the people who play it can't get enough. They love it. And you can be a hater all you want, but I think that is so amazing that people are so hooked on a game and love it so much. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to teach me how to play grounded, bro. Bro, Dude, don't get me started. Grounded is amazing. Uh, When you start out, you're, it's like, this is kind of dumb. The the game is freaking incredible. Danny passion official. I haven't seen you in a while, buddy. A $2 super. He says how much he paid to buy all those games you rented. (laughs) Yeah. It's nuts. (laughs) Um, I think it's just the nature. I think, I think we all can admit we replay maybe eighty percent or twenty uh, percent of our games, maybe right. And it's just by the nature of new games come out, and you love a game so much. Cops are going by, going after Will Smith. Uh, that <laughs> you love games so much, but you don't really feel like you're going to go back to them anytime soon. But here's the funny thing: is he says five years later, you got nothing to show for it. At any time, a year later or two years later. You could buy that game dirt cheap if you wanted to own it and you felt like playing it again. And if it's still in Game Pass, you get a discount. So, yeah, absolutely definitely. ridiculous. Logical said with the five dollars. This sounds like Logical Kid Smooth. Yes, Kid Smooth is very logical. Um, you guys are amazing. If we get a few more likes, uh, we have over six hundred people. Those of you who are having a good time. You could uh, support the show. Yudana Kizada has been doing an amazing job of putting their links to their channels. I've got the link to their Twitter in the description. Happy Bomb's doing an amazing job uh, moderating as well. Kid Smooth, Nero's the time for you to uh, tell everybody where you're going to be, um, how they can find out how famous you are, what you're going to be playing the rest of this week. Uh, Well, I haven't decided what I'm going to be playing. Well, if you guys don't know, I did finish Elden Ring. Um, it, it That was a... Uh, it took me a month <laughs> to a legit month to, play, to beat this game. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm probably, I don't know if I'm choosing between, do I resume my, cause I stopped two games to play Elder Ring and that was Dying Light 2 and Horizon uh, Forbidden West. So I'm, I'm going to go back to one of them, probably Horizon or maybe Dying Light 2 since it's, uh, it's a, a lot different from what I was just playing in Elder Ring. Clean yeah. Down, yeah. Um, so that's uh is I'm probably gonna go back to them, but you can follow me on Twitter at Kid Smooth. Uh that's where I got a lot of takes that people disagree with. And uh, you know, you know, subscribe to the channel, uh Kid Smooth uh on YouTube. Uh I, I got some videos that I, I want to do, so I should have something up uh later on in the week. And I got awesome. play Xbox podcast every Wednesday. Awesome, yeah, that's awesome. How long have you been doing that podcast? I've actually been doing the podcast for a while. It's just that I took a couple breaks. So even though I'm on like episode like 99, it's technically about like it's technically like 299 or something because I've had actually two different Planet Xbox Whoa. podcasts. 
um, that and that I stopped, took a break, and then I bought it back. And I think in 20, I forgot what year did I bring it back, but I'm on, and this time around, I'm on episode 97, 98. Dang, nice, yeah. nice. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, follow him, his information's there. But what about you? What about you, Forte? What's going uh, on with you? What are you playing? Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, definitely back into Elden Ring. That's where we're about to go. About to get back up into that. Your boy go on vacation on April 1st. So, you know, April 1st to the 10th. Nothing but games. Ain't going nowhere because gas too high. Way too oh, high. Oh, you're going you're gonna to just stay oh, at home stay, and just yeah, game. Staycation. Staycation. Oh, wow. I got to take one of those. Yeah, staycation, bro. I, I got to the point where I was like about to mentally drive myself crazy at work. And I was like, I need a vacation. So... I, I'm struggling to make it through the rest of this week because starting on Thursday, well, starting on Friday, your boy don't go back for a whole, what, nine days. So looking forward to that. But um, y'all already know, Forte, Gaming Forte everywhere, YouTube, Twitter, PlayStation, Xbox Live, places like that. Um, DPS Podcast, every Thursday, rotate between me and my man, Slow Mo Backslap. He got probably the best name in the community right now. Yeah, I think I said DSP you. like nine times. You DPS, did. yeah. So, yeah, so shout Just out. Be on, oh. Yep, so it'll be on my channel this week. Um, so check it out, 9 p.m. every Thursday night. And um, so always good to be here with you, Colt, man. And anytime I can share the room with Kids Move, you know, it's, it's always great, too, because, you know, you guys are. The one thing I appreciate about you guys the most is because you're fans and you know it, but you don't allow people to, like, make that you don't let nobody change your opinion of what you believe that's what i appreciate about you guys the most so keep doing what you're doing but outside of that man just enjoy the games you guys are playing yeah yeah i mean i'll be playing tiny tina's and dipping back into elden ring i've got so much time on it and sometimes that game could really wear you down getting uh beat to a pulp but i I, thank you guys again sir Oh, Mass Effect's so good. Yeah. I started another playthrough. I blasted through the first couple to try to uh first game. Like I didn't do I'm any side quests. Player, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah. We gotta play multiplayer again. I wish they would have shipped that. Uh, but I really appreciate having you guys on. Like it makes all the difference having people like Kid Smooth and Forte on that we can just talk and you know talk about the topics and we hang out on Xbox. It's amazing. Thanks to everybody in the chat for hanging out and, the, and happy bombing you tonight, Kazada, for taking care of uh, all of you. And, you know, we were slapping each other. So slap the like button on your way out. You guys are amazing. We're going to get out of here. And um, it's really late for these guys on the East Coast over here on the West Coast where the sun sets here nice. on the Pacific West Coast. Uh, it's about dinner time. You guys are so great. Thanks for checking out the XC podcast. When this is finished, it'll be on demand on Google, Spotify, Apple, and Pocket Podcasts audio only and uh, also on demand on youtube if you want to watch our lovely faces and all the little <laughs> slaps we're doing thank you so much guys we're going to get out of here i'm going to hit the outro so we can uh, call a night thank you later later guys remember east coast get their gays first <laughs> <laughs>